This is The Extra Sheep, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast, hosted by me, Socraton, along with Sir Nevels and Beale, and also, again, back joining us here in the Virtual Town Center recording studio is the one and only Caleb Calamari, back again. How are we doing today, lads? What's going on, good sir? Doing good, doing good. Right, good to be back. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, doing well. Happy to join you guys again. Yeah, we're glad to have Kaylor back here. Uh, we're glad to have Beal back as well. We've missed him. It's been a this will be a full month uh, bef- since Beal has been able to grace our listeners as we do every two weeks. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Time flies. Time flies. I've missed him. I know, uh, Beal. <laughs> I don't know if you catched. I don't know if you caught the last episode, Beal. But Sir Neville's won the game last time, so he has yeah, gotten yeah, himself a win. Yeah, I did hear that, and I was <laughs> man. I, you know, if you had me in there, I think I could have beat Neville. Nah, I, I, I think, I think, I think it went more in my favor. I was ready. That was actually all that built, peaked up, built up rage is actually for you and uh, built up rage. You know. <laughs> Kamar, you didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was I was slow on the button clicks. I I had a couple of the answers as well, but you uh, you were faster on that spacebar. Yeah, it surprised me actually. I didn't. I was not expecting to do that well. I was actually a lot of it was kind of shooting. I was just shooting. I was just you know in a dark room, no nothing, no flashlight, just shooting. It. I, I got a couple unexpectedly. <laughs> Well, today's game is going to be much more collaborative. We have a tier list we'll be making again. Uh, let's probably take a good chunk of our time, but before we do. Um, actually, I'm, I'm kind of torn, guys. We can do this either way. Our main discussion topic is also kind of the pup. We want to save that. And, and instead of doing news, do you want to just save the pup and do that later for like our main subject? Or do you guys want to dive into it now? Uh, or do you guys want to do the game just right off the bat? Hmm. I yeah, mean, we can do it. We can put it after the game. OK, yeah, let's do yeah, the game. Then. I think the game will kind of lead us into the pup because there's been some yeah. talk about unique units and making things more unique. Um, we'll just go ahead and actually before that, I will send some news. We'll do a Rising Empires League 2v2 League recap if Beal has that ready. Do you have that ready, Beal? Yeah. Uh, so we're about 10 sets in on uh, Division One here, top division. And right now we do have one team that's gone completely undefeated that has three and owed every other team so far. And that is Kosas Kepasan. That's uh, Lucifron and Vortex. Um, they've gone 30 and 0 on every single game they've played so far. That includes their set against 3D Clan. It, uh, they have yet to play Beastie and Marine Lord. Um, that'll be coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, that'll be a great match to watch. Uh, and in second place currently uh, with 27 and 3. So they've won nine out of their 10 sets is the Chimps, BC and Marine Lord. Um, they've gone, yeah, 27 and three so far. Uh, the series that they dropped, um, however, was against 3D Clan. Uh, 3D Clan going uh, two and one against the Chimps there. Uh, taking a couple games off of them and 3D Clan is in third place. Also winning nine out of 10 sets, but with a record of 25 and five. Um, they are followed by Team Snake, uh, which is Puppy Pond Wham, who are 24 and six with an eight and two uh, set record. And rounding up the top five is Fat Penguin, 
which uh, has Louis and Chinese players that I unfortunately can't read. Can't, can't read the names. <laughs> uh, but they are also eight and two and a 23 and seven record. Um, that's division one fun stuff in division two been tracking. Uh, I know devil's team is a pretty popular people in the community. Uh, you got housed horse laughing Fox um, guys who are popular in the, the team game scene. They are currently uh, in second in their division uh, underneath uh, the 7TC giga chads which is royal pleco only cams and trader who've gone 15 and 0 uh, in their division so far and in the second pool in div 2 uh we have near the top there we got the lalu poggers which is you phil ferdinand <laughs> Mahudo, they're going 14 and 1 on games so far. So, yeah, it's fun stuff. Uh, tune in before. Oh, Neville's, I'm, you're echoing me. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, tune in before Low Elo Legends um, on Saturday on the Rising Empires channel. There's always a recap, and they cover one of the one of the better games, one of the better sets during the week. And that's usually at 12 Eastern, 11 to 12 Eastern on Saturdays. Mm, I have not caught any of those I'll have to catch one of those. Uh, how, how, when are the playoffs starting for that deal? In a couple of weeks, I know I'm in Division 3 here. I'm having a real rough time of it. Uh, we've, we've won a couple games, but not doing well. I believe the playoffs for that will start in the last full week of May. I think May 22nd is when the playoffs for promotions and relegations will begin. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah, it's good stuff. So echo on my part, I'm trying to fix that. Does my hair echo? Uh, not when you're fine now. Yeah, you're fine. I think sometimes when Beetle okay. talks, it catches you a little bit. Okay, beautiful. We'll make sure. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, I'm glad to see that the two v two leagues going strong. Um, I haven't been following it very closely. I've been pretty busy, as I've mentioned before. But glad to to hear that it's going well. It's kind of interesting to see how some teams are just undefeated. I'm really interested in that one that only lost to uh, was it three DB? They lost only to to the B. I'm curious if they'll go against like Marine Lord and how they'll handle that. Be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, the the um Vortex and Lucifron versus uh Marine Lord and uh Beastie is still to come in uh some of the coming weeks. And they're still battling for the first two spots there. That'll be a fun one to bat. That'll be that'd be a fun one to watch and cast. That'd be I'll, I'll be interested to see when that one happens. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be on the uh Rising yeah. Empire's YouTube channel. That'll be kind of that'll be like the prime time spot. I'm sure that'll, that'll be, have to be mm-hmm. cool. So is that like a playoffs? Like, so is it like kind of like they just kind of get in their placements right now and then eventually? No, this or, is so we're mid season right now, and then at the end of the season it feeds into playoffs. And oh, okay, depending on how you do during the season, you can 
go up or down divisions, uh, kind of like uh, Premier League and like the league uh, football system in England. Oh, okay, that's pretty sweet, actually. So Teams can bump up and down based on performance. Well organized. That's good. It's good stuff right there. Yeah, I know that those threads in the Rising Empires for the admins, uh, they 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 put so much thought. It's like almost I don't know how they keep up with it because I just don't follow it that that often. Like I'm in there and I have access to see it all. Uh, they have done so much planning behind this and debating on how they want the system to work. Pretty impressive, and it's fun to see it kind of come to fruition. I'm, I'm glad that it's it's had such a warm reception so far. Gotta love the enthusiasm, man. That's that's some good stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, I this game really is so community driven, uh, and Most I think that's definitely. that's what makes it such a good thing. Like some AAA games are so big, and it's just the community is so extensive and wide. And I feel like this game it is big. It is a AAA game, uh, but the community is a bit more tight knit, and I think community runs it a bit more in a lot of ways as far as community events and things that we can do. Yeah, well, I, I this community because it seems like everyone's aiming in the same direction. Everybody wants the game to get better. Whereas, like, you know, bigger games, you know, you kind of got division. Some people, they complain about it, blah, blah, blah. You know, with this in this community, everybody's kind of on the same page of wanting the game to be as good as it possibly can. So that's where it's more a little more community driven. That's good, I feel, for the growth of the game. Yeah. Party. I think part of that's the the bigger voices are the uh, uh, better or even just professional players. Um, and so they're all generally going to have a very common idea of what is good and better and so people tend to follow them as opposed to like league of legends call of duty where you have like a lot of people who aren't even very good at the game being big voices and when you mm -hmm. don't understand a game very well you can have differing opinions <laughs> things like that and yeah. so it's kind of a i think helps that a lot of the main voices and a lot of the kind of spearheads are the people that actually understand how the game yeah. works on a pretty base level i do think it'd be kind of a double-edged sword too you know I've, I've always thought it's interesting how like the people who stream and this isn't a critique on people who do stream this game or those professionals up there uh but i do think it's interesting how sometimes the best players might not be the best spokesman for the game uh for just a oh, game yeah. in general you know sometimes some of those top streamers who are even the top players who also stream maybe they're really good at the game but they're not really good at making content for the game or maybe they're not as good at interacting with people in the community it's an interesting double-edged sword when you get that kind of dichotomy. It's really, I think we're kind of fortunate that most of, I would say most all of the people who are really good at this game and do stream and are also like content creators for the game are pretty good at the game and they're all really good spokesmen for it for the, for the most part. I don't think we have any really big, like controversial figures in this game. Uh, I know some people don't like BC, some people don't like Marine Wars. Obviously everyone is going to have their preferences of who's they like to watch. But overall, I think we're kind of lucky that for the most part, we don't have like anyone just raging all the time at us or just being an awful human or something. You know, we've got we've got a good community <laughs> around this game. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, shall we move into our game? Our game today is another tier list. We've had some community feedback that tier lists are what the people want. Therefore, we shall give Beautiful. the people what they want. I've got a bigger tier list today. This is a big one. This is going to kind of be a bit of our discussion topic for us as well. Um, I have, let me share my screen actually, in fact, with you guys, so you guys can see what I'm looking at here. Um, for anyone at, at listening at home, I will again, post a link to this on our discord and I'll have a link to that discord in our channel, the episode description. You can come see the image of this tier list we're making. Uh, here we go. Going live. All right. Hopefully you guys can see that I am streaming yes, in discord, our, our tier list we've got. 
a lot of unique units in the game. Um, I want to list them in tiers. So S, A, B, C, and D tier. Uh, I've got images. It really was, took a while for me to compile all the images to use for this. Uh, it was kind of hard. I had to do some internet surfing. I've the had to have sofa? some the sofa for the sofas. Yes, yes. <laughs> I could not find. <laughs> um, I could not find uh, certain images for certain things. I took some screenshots from the game itself, but I don't love those. Uh, so I've got a mix. Uh, most of the Malian ones I just pulled from just random images online. Uh, but for the most part, I think I've got all the unique units. I might I, I might be missing one. I was gathering all these at like midnight last night. We're going to go through each of the unique units in the game and put them on a tier list. Now, on this, there are certain units I excluded. For example, uh, Arblatrie, I was like, they're basically just crossbows, not the same. Uh, so I didn't add longbowmen either. Longbowmen are just archers. Uh, lancers are just knights. Knight, Royal knights for French are still just knights. So certain things I didn't actually replace. Only units that are distinctly unique that I could argue were different enough that they fill almost a different role, if that makes sense. Hmm. So I know that the certain units have different names and stuff like that and have slightly different stats, like with the lancers and knights. But I'm really focusing on things like Streltsy, uh, camel archers, uh, uh, warrior. I kind of warrior scouts, um, the king for English, stuff like that. The great bombard, things like that are what I consider unique units that only that one sieve has this unit that fills this spot. So, for the most okay. part, I think I got them all, but we're gonna go through the list here. Uh, the first one actually, it looks like a longbowman. I, this is actually the Wingard archer. Uh, I decided to add this one in for English. I figured it was different enough. They already have longbowmen. This seemed, uh, I, I was debating it. It seemed different enough. We've got the Wingard Archer and the Wingard Footman, uh, which are obviously kind of like a archer and kind of like a men at arms. I debated adding these in, but English didn't have a lot of unique units. I figured, yeah, we'll go for it. So we'll start with English. Um, let's, we will hear arguments for each of these. I expect this will take us quite a bit of time too, but starting with the English long, uh, Wingard Archer. What are our opinions of this guy? You don't seem as much. <laughs> no, you don't. It's I, I agree. It's hard to notice. <laughs> I wish these were castle age units almost. They, you don't see them very yeah. much. Well, I I uh, I don't agree with them as a unit. <laughs> yeah, you think they're, uh, they're silly that they don't belong in the game or Yeah, I mean like I get the the idea of of what they were trying to do. Oh, let's make it cool like Giga Chad Archer, even though they already have Giga Chad Archers, let's make a Giga Chad Men at Arms, even though they have those already too. Like, I don't know. I just don't. They're just like a little bit different than the other ones, and their cost efficiency is kind of wonky all over the place. Um, I, I think they're more of a gimmick than anything. I don't. As an English guy, a guy who really, and I, I've, I've been playing a lot of other civs lately. I haven't played English in a while, but as a guy who has always enjoyed playing English, despite the hate that everyone gives it. Despite it being the quote unquote starter sieve that is just too easy to play. I genuinely like the sieve. I genuinely think it's a fun sieve to play. I think it's pretty well balanced. I agree. This unit just I never use it. I, I don't know what place it has in the game because uh, the longbows are still decent. It's a light unit that's supposed to be better. I, I don't know. I don't know. That it has a good purpose. What, what purpose does it fill in an age four? Right? Yeah. I think I think we got moved up just one age, even though when we call it the Wingard Ranger anymore. Yeah, if it was in Castle Age, maybe it would have more viability because you're going to play far more Castle Age games 
than Imperial Age games. I, that's my thoughts. I kind of wish you'd get that and the Windguard uh, Warrior. I wish you I wish you get them out of the White Tower instead. Yeah. But like, then why not just have your men at arms and longbow upgrade into that at Castle? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's actually what I feel would make it better if it was more of an upgrade rather than a whole unit itself. It's, it's kind of going on that line of quantity over quality. Like it kind of just feels like they stood in there just to make it seem like, oh, it's a whole new unit. But really, honestly, truly, it wasn't just a, a longbowman with more range. I mean, and the like, longbowmen already have a lot of range compared to normal yeah, archers, too. So like, it really doesn't feel anything really, different. How well does that really scale? Like, I mean, how important of an impact does that really do in Imperial Age? You're kind of just throwing armies at each other now. Like, I feel like they're more tactical, like the sniper unit. Mm. You kind of got to mm-hmm. really, like, pay attention to them. But t- towards the late game, you're kind of just A-moving and throwing armies at each other. Like, if it gets really late game, you don't have time to, like, oh, let me find these Wingard Rangers and put them in a strategic spot where... It's a macro game that late, yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like they just... It was a great idea, and it sounded cool, but... For an Imperial unit, it's not something, and, then you, and it, it can only come from, maybe make it square and come out of all, uh, once you get the Wingard, they're available in all the archery ranges. That might make yeah, it more I, useful, I, yeah, because it is I, only, yeah, it's true, it's the only the Wingard Palace, and at that point, I still pick the Trebs, nine times out of yeah, ten. Exactly, yeah, most definitely. But like, I mean, but, you know, but it's just an option, though, because once you build the Wingard, then it becomes an available unit from all stables too like mm. i mean i say yeah. me, archer rangers so that because though then you'd be more because you have to actually go into your wingard palace and actually click this unit that's so hard and, to do too that, yeah, that takes like, a no lot of micro in that. that late game yeah like so i think maybe that will make them build them up now but i think yeah i think i kind of agree with uh calamari i think d tier like d tier is just not it's not really used that often what do you think like, it's such an opportunity cost it's <laughs> like yeah. why yeah yeah we're there's there's no reason that the Wingard can give you better options than this. Uh, and exactly. but if you did put it in archery range, I think it would be uh, a little imbalanced. By yeah, maybe, that's the yeah. issue, right? Uh, yeah, I, then it's just <laughs> way too powerful. It's, yeah. it's a so, unit that doesn't have it doesn't fill a distinctly unique spot. It is a unique unit. It's hard to use. It's hard to get. It doesn't have a good place. I think. I think I agree, unfortunately, D tier. Whether or not the unit stats itself might be good, but I think yeah. the opportunity, like Beals just said, the opportunity cost just isn't there. Um, mm. Kind of in the same vein, what about the Wingard Footman? Same I, deal? I, exactly I feel like the same place. They were S They were, well, they, they were like, like A or S. They were super duper beefy. Uh, they they were like, no counter. Yeah, they didn't have a good counter. I like almost want to put them in C tier, but I, I feel like the same issues plague them, right? Because I, yeah. I do feel like I do feel like they kind of fill a different role for men at arms. They are like way chadly or the anti cav, right? More anti cav. I think now uh, I do think they fill a unique role. And so it's I don't feel they're as terrible as the wind uh, guard archer is. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I wish I kind of want to put them above D or at least they're at least above the archer. Like they're a better choice than the yeah. wind guard archers for sure. Um, I feel like if you like the it's all D plus. Now. D plus. I think we do keep it. Huh? Yeah, D plus. It costs five hundred gold to get six of them. Mm-hmm. It's it so expensive. That's so expensive. Yeah, yeah that's one hundred and ten so gold cost. Bargain. Yeah, it's so expensive. It's yeah. It's I don't know. It's just the, the, I mean, you you can't mass them enough to make like anything worthwhile. I don't know compared to everything else on this list that I'm looking at. D. Yeah, I, I agree. 
Yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at the pup here. I mean, I know we're going based off the in-game, but they might be a little more viable later for season five. Their health got increased pretty much by a hundred. And that's also a new technology that the men in arms are going to be able to use for the next season that might make them better. But yeah, if we're talking about now, I think they are. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and that is the thing we are talking about plus. now. That pup, we will be yeah. talking about the pup yeah, exactly. in a bit too. Right. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, I'm looking yeah. now like, oh, well, that, that might be a good sign. Like, that might mean that the devs are aware because they already nerfed this unit mm-hmm. to the ground, right? They already, it was way good. It was like B or A tier, in my opinion, before. Uh, still yeah. plagued by the same problems, but it was so tanky, it actually became worth it. But yeah, where it's at now, D tier. I don't think we need yeah. to keep talking about that one. However, the final English unit that we're going to discuss, the king. I almost forgot about this one. I, I literally have oh, not man. used this. I, for how much I play English, I don't go this way very often. The king is a unique unit. Where do we put this one? Oh, in the dumpster. In the dumpster? <laughs> so excited. <laughs> <laughs> the king, when it was announced, like, oh man, this is going to make Abby a king's viable. I'm yeah. not seeing it. It's the council hall still outclasses this. It's another just victim of opportunity cost here well yeah. I, I think the unit i think the unit itself is better than d tier i will say i think it has a viable use maybe. you get it early enough i think i would at least argue for it to go to c not necessarily d i i agree though the opportunity cost weighs it down drastically well i yeah. think it part of it the, the part of the problem is that it they also buffed the bejeebers out of the council hall. So there's like exactly. literally no reason to ever go that because it's the other is like, it's like in chapel versus mine Wars. Sure. They have some cool stuff, but it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Why would yeah. you ever even try? Well, the thing is, I don't think the council hall is a broken landmark either. Well, it's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. It's pretty I, I, won't, it's oh, pretty I, won't, I won't disagree. It's pretty dang strong. Uh, I don't think it is the, best landmark in the game though i i don't think english i don't know it's up there it's up there it is up there it's, it's, i don't yeah, think that's a high. bad thing I, it's high i don't think it's a bad i don't think it needs a huge nerf though is a king you gotta take crossbows back out of it but oh i i wouldn't take the crossbows out of it because <laughs> well yes you're an english man <laughs> fair, fair. but like i mean it's, if you do that then the english is just back to being like d tier civ again so it's one of those things. It's it's that's a tough one. It's it's either nerf it and it's it's I think it's hard to calibrate right. It's either too powerful or it's way underpowered. I, I think I don't like mind where it's at now. Um, I am an English main. Oh, this discussion off yeah. topic. This, this, this is yeah. the off topic. We can do a uh, landmark tier list. Yeah, wait. Yeah. <laughs> that's, hey, that's a great idea. We'll do we'll do that next week. Landmark tier list coming next week. We will do that. That like sounds that. awesome. For the meantime, like that, I'm going to argue the king belongs in either C or B. I'm thinking C because the C. the, yeah. the yeah, cost opportunity. C. No higher than C. I, I I was wondering though, is this is the king as strong as a knight? Is it basically? Uh, it's it's a weak knight. It's a weak it's knight. Like, uh, yeah. so it's a watered down night. So basically, mm-hmm. like you know, with the king, it's like you know, it's like generic French, pretty much. Like maybe some horsemen in there. Yeah. 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 I probably say king around C, but it's potential yeah. to be more better. I think it needs to be just a little bit. I think. I think it needs some tweaks. Night. I think if they make the Abbey of Kings also a stable that only produces horsemen with it, like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I think you see that go way up in value. Personally, yeah. but I yeah. think it's an easy. Yeah. I think it's an easy fix. Yeah, I think C is a good spot for it though. 
All right. Yep. Imperial officer. This is the first Chinese. This is the first non-military unit as well. Uh, there's not a lot. Okay. I think this might be the only non-military unit that I've picked. Uh, I think yeah, it's A or S easily, right? S tier? Yeah, I mean, it changes up so much. You build them every single game. You gotta build them. They do a lot. They do a lot, too. They're, I mean... I, are yeah, they better? I mean, are like, they better than a prelate? I, I would put so. them on level with a prelate because I mean they're essentially that, right? They're they're an economic unique unit, um, where you know prelates technically have combat efficacy, but they yeah, uh, yeah. and they can't pick up. Yeah. I actually I have prelates. I did not add prelates to this list. I counted prelates the same as uh, everything else. Maybe I should add them. Do I? Should I have added them in? I felt like they were just I felt like they were just very similar to scholars. They're very similar to they all like th that that unit exists across the board. Whereas yeah. for China, this unit exists on top of having uh mm -hmm. their what is it called for them? The religious units called uh the monks. Oh, oh, oh yeah, what is it? A monk? monk? Just monks? No, it's not, no, it's not monks. Might no, be a monk. monk. Yeah. So so this, yeah. this unit is is unique in that it's a very it's a, it's a uniquely economical unit. Uh, I think we're saying taxes is true. Yeah, no one else. Apparently no one else has taxes. Only China. Those dang commies. Until <laughs> Rome gets introduced. <laughs> That'd be excellent. No, I, I think Imperial Official is good, though, because it's, it's dynamic. It can be economic or military. You can also supervise. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. It's true. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it is. I think that's what makes it a little bit of step above the prelate. You know, the prelate's cool. You know, it's, uh, it heals in combat. But with the Imperial Official, you know, get that Zhu new push, man. Just keep supervising. They just pump them out. Your military going like crazy mm. and taxes. Yeah. I love the sure. noise it makes when you click on a, like a oh, uh, resource, like that little, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like doo -doo. Ah, yeah. when you yeah, click on good. it, I love yeah, that good. noise. The sound design in this game. I just want to reiterate every single episode. I, I think I bring this up somewhere. The sound design in this game is so dang good. Uh, I'm no, I'm parallel or anything else. It's so good. All right. Here's a controversial one. Jav thrower. This is a very unique unit to the Malians. Uh. The anti, um, yeah. the ranged anti-range unit. What do we think? Let me look, let me, let me look, let me get the stats on these guys. Let me get the stats here. <laughs> let me pull up the numbers. Because <laughs> honestly, the Malian, their, their units is the most confusing unit. So like, I do not know how, I sometimes mix their units up. Like, so I have to actually study their units. So, so yeah, the javelin throwers are basically anti-ranged like units. They throw javelins that just nail archers for a ton. They, they, they are just, brutal for anyone trying to go for crossbows or archers see i thought it's case by case with them let's go b that's b? what i was gonna say too. yeah i fight case yep. by case because it really depends on who you're who you're fighting you know there are, i think we can all agree they're a good unit right they're a decent oh, I think yeah, this might yeah, be yeah. one of the more balanced unique units that's that are in the game they're mm. good at what they do um but that's all they can do <laughs> And that's kind of yeah, how the game's designed right i mean that's what they're designed to be i think that that yep, they exactly. fill their role very well B. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. B. All right, Beal, don't get excited. Uh, next up, the uh, <laughs> sit down. Sit down. <laughs> the the uh, 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 great bombard. Oh, that was on point. That was beautiful. S tier for uh, Beal. I don't know if I agree I with S tier. You think S? Uh, I'm gonna say yeah. S. Like. If you get a decent enough mass of them, you don't need. If any. you just no. build enough nuclear bombs, you'll <laughs> win, right? <laughs> Some mutual it's one of the only units destruction. That you can like have two hundred pop space worth of, and it 
and it's completely fine. These bombards, bro. That'd be I want to put this in A personally, just because I don't feel I, like you see. You don't. Say. They're they're hard to get uh, unless you're in yeah. a huge like free for all game. Uh, you don't yeah. see these too often. Having one on the What's field that? is pretty good. I don't feel like it's broken, so I can't really put it in S tier where it's like so good it almost needs a nerf. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if you I get agree. like if you get like a, if you get a large mass of anything, they start getting pretty broken. I think A though is where I would put this thing. I, it's solid. I mean, it, it. Yeah, it's so expensive though. Oh my god. That's yeah, kinda, I mean, that's kind of why. Expensive, I put it but it's not. But it's not expensive like the Wingard stuff is yeah. for what you get, right? You pay for what you get and you get something. Let me tell high you. risk, high reward, and I like that. Yeah. I'm seeing right here. It says must be set on fire. So that doesn't mean that cavalry can attack it. What? Um, I don't think that's right. For the, yeah, for the on, on AOE forward, it says must be set to fire. Oh wait a minute. Must okay, be set I read that to wrong. fire. I read there that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I read that wrong. <laughs> no, that, that that's the guide for how to beat Ottomans. The Ottoman how to beat guide is set all their great bombards on fire. That's that's how you beat them. <laughs> and you just win. That's <laughs> it. Only way. Only way. Okay. Fire yeah, lancers, right easy peasy. <laughs> Okay, I, yeah, I think you're happy I with guess, A. Yeah. I, th- I think I think the consensus is right, A, yeah. even though we got our resident Ottoman main uh, in Joel, just wanting it to be S <laughs> tier. <laughs> hey, all, all my unique units ended up in C and D, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Bill, Bill, how often well, you didn't put longbows in there? I mean, uh, <laughs> long, well, longbows, longbows are just archers that are beefier. I, I can't, they're not unique enough. Longbows I think they're are unique. just archers that are S tier. <laughs> they're just archers. That, exactly, they're just archers that are S tier. Uh, speaking of long range stuff, Streltsy coming for Roos. Where are Streltsy oh. at? This is a unique uh, unit, gunpowder unit that is anti cav, and Ooh, they're available, I, I think, in Castle Age, right? Or are they only are they only Imperial no, Age? Imperial. Imperial Age. Okay. That with uh, the Janissaries. The Janissary, yeah. I've got yeah. Janissaries oh. on here too. I think. Or no, did I miss them? Yeah. Did I forget Janissaries? <gasps> no, they're there. Bottom. Oh yeah, they're there, they're there, they're there. Okay, we'll come back to those. Are they are they different? Are are Strelsey and Janissaries different? What are the differences between them? Strelsey's attack bonus uh, mm -hmm. once once they set up and continue to fire, I believe their attack or the DPS goes up. Yeah, it does a lot. Their attack speed goes insane. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think they're S tier. I love them. I said I haven't played Roost in a while, but when I had when I played the Roost heavy, they're so good. Because first of all. Like with all their tech, their upgrades to their tech is great, and they're cheaper than a hand cannoneer. That's what I got. Was that back they're... in season two though? Because well, they, oh wait a minute, no nerf since season two. Yeah, like a. Oh yeah, you know what? I might be outdated here. I'm because I because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they were. I haven't they played. Were they were excellent. Maybe insane I'm insane in season two. Yeah, I haven't played. I haven't like went like any like really late games of the Roost in a very long time, but. They were amazing. Maybe uh, a lot has changed around the neighborhood. They feel again one of those like they feel like they, they fill a very specific role. They're kind of like jab throwers in my mind. Like if you have an opponent who's going all horsemen, all knights, they shred. Mm-hmm. The moment they start mixing in like men at arms or anything else, uh, it mm-hmm. gets a little more difficult. I think they still blast through men at arms. Do uh, they? I don't. I, don't, I feel like they're kind of weak. Have. Yeah, they're not specific. Okay. They have thirty-five attack damage. They don't have any okay. bonuses. Yeah, they're um, like hand cannon, like a weaker hand cannon, better. Except for yeah, I fight, I fight in mass, they are they're pretty deadly. This is I, true. I put them up in A. If you, I, if yeah. a, yeah, a. If you can a feel the sizable sort of force of them, I go A. I'll go A. Yeah, I agree. That that won me over. Once you get like twelve of these bad boys out or more, uh, well, it gets yeah. difficult as long as you don't run into like a mangonel or something. 
Mm-hmm. Well, manganelles are the, they're the hard counter. Um, uh-huh. The roots also have Giga, Giga Chad sprinkled, so it doesn't matter. But I, I think they're uh, uh, standalone. They're really, really strong. They're particularly good at defensive. I stand still and you don't walk this way mm-hmm. um, because of their static bonus. But we based the other ones off of their opportunity cost. And these guys are a very late game. They are slow build time. Um, Oh, I want to take the uh, uh, unit so that it's, you know, you can get a massive one, but it mm. takes a long time to get there and stuff. So I would say because of that, they're not S tier. They're probably A tier. I agree now, with that assessment. Are we also applying the upgrades like chemistry and all that? All well, um, it, I mean, I, I think we're taking kind of a holistic approach. So assuming that you okay. get these things fielded, I think that kind of apply, implies uh, part of that opportunity, opportunity cost, right? You're okay. investing. What can you get out of it with reinvesting? Uh, like, okay. I think I think they stay in A tier solidly because they are beefing. You can beef them up like that, but that is a price you have to pay to get them to that level. I, I think mm-hmm. they're a solid, good unit. Uh, they're dangerous. Once once you get them fielded in mass, it feels yeah. really hard to take them down because like like uh, yeah. Caleb said, the uh, hard counter is a mangonel. But with the cohesion of the roost having their beefy sprinkles to boot, it, they just they build easily into the sieve. They, I think that's another thing to consider too: is how does this work with the sieve being that it's unique unit? Does it have a good cohesion? And that I think Streltsies really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, I agree. On and, a, and they, they look cool too. And they look cool. <laughs> and they look cool. You know, yeah, style points. S <laughs> tier style points. <laughs> Speaking of looking cool, what about the Janissaries? Janissaries almost look like they're like the little icon reminds me of like Napoleonic infantry. With the little hats, mm-hmm. they almost look—they almost sure. look anachronistic to me, almost. But the Janissaries for the Ottomans, right? Mm. What do we think about? Put them in A. I mean, they—they they fulfill a role. Um, they—they yeah. they get countered by by archers and mangonels, but they—you hit castle with Ottomans and yeah. against any sort of knight sieve. Throwing these like a ranged spear is such a good idea. But, yeah. yeah. It's such a solid idea for a unit. Yeah, I think I think they're similar to the jab throw where they have a specific role they fill, but they go a little wider. Um, and because they can go a little bit wider where they can actually kind of punch through men at arms and stuff a little bit better. Uh, I think a tier solid. I, I wanted to put I wanted to put them in B tier, but then I remembered that you get with uh, Ottomans, you get that vizier point that gives you a bunch for free. And that to me, like being able to field them that easily when you need it the most, I usually I think that does kind of keep them in A for me because I was kind of leaning towards B just because it feels like they're kind of hard to get out sometimes. But uh, that's good. That that Vizier point. That Vizier point, though, is 100 percent an oh shit button. That is if you're you're taking that, things have gone south. That's true. It's true. But the fact that they can the fact that they have that ability to be popped out like that, that's huge. I mean, same with like the Kremlin, right? Getting those gremlins out, that can be a oh no point for you. But if you do it, it it works, you know, If, if it's. Yeah. If it's yeah. a panic button that works, it works. To add them to the military school is it's all yeah, that's, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, they slot in well with the uh, sieve. Yeah, yeah. all right. A-tier? Yeah, we're yeah, saying Janissaries A tier. Okay, okay. So just just so far, we have uh, just to recap. We're about a third of the way through. We've got Imperial official at A, Great Bombard, Streltsy, and Janissary. Or sorry, Imperial officials at S tier. At A tier, we have Great Bombard, Streltsy, and Janissary. At B tier, we've got a Javelin Thrower. C tier, we've got the English King. And then D tier, we've got the Wingard Footman and the Wingard Archer. Uh, here's another unit, one of the most one of the most hated units, I think. Uh, if you don't play as the Civ that has this, the Nest of Bees. 
Where do we S put this? I, I feel like this is an yeah. S tier unit. This unit yeah, is so man. good. Across the board, they're just they even and it, go back to what you said about the audio in this game. Woof. Oh yeah, I love, I love <laughs> it's satisfying. It's pretty good. It's I hate to hear crack. it. Oh yeah, we're in the opposing side. It's horrible. <laughs> when, you, when it's your nest of terror, yeah. yeah, nightmare fuel. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're S tier for sure, though, especially also, with too, the new bus they're getting. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've seen that too. Uh, are they um, are they like only range? Do they have a big effect on ranges, or is it all units? Um, I have had I, I can speak from personal experience that I have had my English men at arms ripped to little pieces by these things before. Yeah. Um, they don't have I don't think bonus damage particularly against men at arms, but you get like two shots off with those on men at arms. They don't kill them, but they just wreck their health down super low yeah. that whatever they're fighting ends up winning the battle. So they well, it's because yeah. it's siege damage, so it just doesn't ignores armor is why. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Because I remember uh, when the game first came out, manganels were like they countered everything equally pretty much and Megan Ellis mm -hmm. had a big problem and I don't know if like when the Megan Ellis got nerfed if that also counted for Nesta Bees so I feel no, like no they, they stayed the same oh yep so yeah S tier most definitely oh yeah Nesta and, Bees, and, 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 and they're only getting stronger which is mm. excellent yeah I don't know how I feel about that personally but yeah they're, they're <laughs> Nesta Bees it does feel good when and the hard thing about, about this is because the clockwork tower and the way it works because the, the best counter to Nesta Bees really is Sprinkles, right? That, that would be like the anti-siege counter. The problem is that Chinese also has really, really cracked Sprinkles. Uh, mm -hmm. So you just end up having a Chinese army just with a bunch of palace guards and spears. And then they've got just a ton of Nesta Bees and Sprinkles. It, it, it's so hard to deal with. They're, they're such oh, yeah. a difficult sieve. Once they snowball into that siege, it's so hard to deal with them. Yeah, there, there's a point in time you can also supervise the astronomical clock tower. Yeah, what a oh, time! Gosh. What a time right there! What, what a, a hellacious moment that was! <laughs> what a dark what a day! Dark days. <laughs> I'm glad that we are now out of the dark ages of AOE4 and into the more uh, higher like level ages. Castle age, like, it's like the castle age right now of AOE4. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting good. Uh, grenadiers, right. going on with the Chinese units. Grenadiers. Are we going with the uh, new changes on the Grenadiers? Uh, new changes as of like this next pup or just how they are now yeah, on the pup? Yeah. Well, so far we've been topic. doing things. We've been doing things kind of how they are now. Um, okay. We can give the caveat that they are going to move up because right now I feel like this unit is. Some of the trash. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. D tier, yeah, right? I don't think it's right ever. Now. It's so like they're only good against what? Men at arms, right? Barely. barely. And not, I don't not know. barely. I never see them. Yeah, you never see them. Yeah. They must cost a fortune. <laughs> I mean, right now they're really good against buildings. Uh, they're going to be good against men at arms and stuff with the the damage the damage being changed to siege damage, where they're going to pierce yeah. armor again. Um, that that will fix a lot of the issues they have because now they'll actually deal damage against like mm -hmm. knights and things like that. But mm. right yeah. now, garbage. Yeah. Where do you think they will be? I mean, right now we're putting them in D tier. Where do you think they will be with those changes? I think they'll probably be in B tier. Uh, okay. Um, I'd like to see them there. I'd like to see them there. I too. I, I, yeah, they were fun, especially. Well, they weren't fun when they were really up top. They weren't fun, but just seeing them like be a part of the game was great. Cause I remember back when, uh, they first started getting people started using them and they were just mass grenadiers and they basically were like, man, like man, mangonels. They just ran around the whole map and just killed everything, buildings, everything equally. So they needed a nerf, but the balance of trying to make in the middle there, I like them a lot. I like that. So yeah, make mm -hmm. them relevant at least. Make. Grenadiers great again. 
Uh, horse archers. These are a Rus unit. What do we think about oh. horse archers? I feel. Let me let me give my spiel. Horse archers, I think, are horrible to play against in team games. They can really change the tide of things. They don't feel overpowered in one v ones. They've had some changes made to them. I feel like they're probably for me somewhere. I think they might have been A tier at one point. I lean towards putting them kind of just in B or C. Personally, I, I think I'm leaning towards B tier myself. Interesting mm -hmm. to see what you guys think. It depends. Like I know, like some uh, players in the pro scene still kind of like some. I think like uh, the Muslim or Demo, wherever he goes by now. Yeah, he uh, he was like a really big pioneer horse archers. He liked them a lot. I think he still does use them a lot. They're just uh, you know, they're kind of like you know, at one point in time they are very overpowered. Then they kind of got they kind of got nuked. So I kind of think, you know, I think B tier is a good spot for them because they're not like the, not like the, uh, I always say this wrong, but the manga guy, you know, manga, they manga had die? to actually stop. Yeah, manga die. Yeah, they had to actually, they, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not doing drive-bys. So they're not like the best rating unit. <laughs> not but, uh, up with exactly, exactly. <laughs> they're not driving by on the block on you, but, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, they're, they're relevant. I think if you mix them in with a good, I don't think you can mash them and like how you could, but. You put them in a good comp with another unit, you know. Uh, I think, I think maybe they. I think B tier. B tier is a good spot. B tier. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they can't like. Maybe, like maybe me. I, I just don't see a lot of them. Yeah, me either. They're and big like, in team games. I think, especially large team games, they get yeah. really, really disastrous. Okay, because they they also, I mean, suffer from the same thing that Mangadai have, which is like zero armor. Uh huh. And yeah. You like exactly. breathe on them. And every every unit can do decent damage as long as you can catch up to them. Um, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking, I was thinking C, but if everybody else is going B, I'm not going to stick to that. Stick to it. You think C? Okay, C. I think I think B is a, a decent place for him because I mean. As as mentioned uh, in team games, they're used more often. And that's because archers are normally pretty slow, and these are archers that are way faster. Uh, they're not mangadai where they're like like you know doing drive bys as, as Neville's mentioned, but they are. Um, you you can mass a good chunk of them, and they're just archers that are faster. So they're crossing the big maps better. They're crossing large areas better. Um, they're decent at raiding. You know, obviously you can't be like all you know constantly raiding like a mangadai, but I think. Um, they're in a big group and a big group in a big team game. They do know how to raid pretty well. Uh, but yeah. I, again, yeah. if you build up enough static, they're like, I feel like they're one of the best reasons to build static defenses. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. a static defense can tear yeah. through horse archers. If you get a lot of towers and get a lot of cannon placements, they, they'll rep just rip through them. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I think B, I, I do think because that team game element, uh, and one V ones, I'd put them down to C in a heartbeat. Uh, but in, because of the team games, especially, I do think they have yep. a place. They're useful. I agree. So if are Mangadai better? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I say if you pair them with uh, warrior monks, they actually, I think they get bumped up and not. Mm. Yeah, if you put the, uh, I mean, I know just like, you know, that is not like, you know, it's by themselves, maybe it'd be. But I think if you pair them with warrior monks and get the technology, they, they actually get moved up to buy around A tier. But, you know, that's uh, not exactly always the case so yeah i think yeah. B. yeah 
Um, so Mangadai, where I've heard some uh, the the fun drive by comments about the Mangadai. Uh, are they are we saying they're a tier? Then they are better than Horse Archers. Did they get yeah. nerfed? No, didn't they get nerfed? I thought like, they really did. I thought they got nerfed. I would have put them in S before they got nerfed. Yeah, I think they're like. I think some people say they suck now. Like yeah, I've heard, they're, 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 like, they're fine. They're they're not giga overpowered. Yeah, yeah, most and, and because of the way the unit functions, if they're not overpowered, they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so I guess for me, uh, as as the English guy, I've never felt very threatened by them because I always have a lot of longbows. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like I, I, I have the hard counter to them being with those longbows. Mm-hmm. So I've oh, never yeah. felt I've never felt they were that good of a unit. I've, I would have put them like B or C this last couple of seasons just because I'm. I'm just not worried about him. But oh, yeah. like as as like a uh, an HRE guy now, though, more and more, yeah, I'm getting men at arms and spearmen into them and cry. I'm getting I'm getting more scared. I've noticed I'm more wary of him as an HRE main. So I think A is probably the right spot for him. Um, on yeah, the, I don't think there's a unit that makes me more angry. Oh, than, yeah. Like a bathroom. <laughs> you might be right. Yelling and right. frothing at the mouth like, stop, <laughs> let me attack you. Uh, yeah. Get back here. Fight like a man. <laughs> They might be the most infuriating unit. Are longbows the only hard counter to those things? I'm kind of trying to think of what else. Well, could... normal archers do. Yeah, archers archers do. Feels bad though. Manganels, they... they're they're pretty fast, but manganels can catch them pretty easy too because they are a range unit, so they get the bonus damage. I like uh, that. Like units like this make you want to have more static defenses because then they can't drive by. You know, you're not going to yeah. drive by the house and shoot it up if the house has like a bunch of cannons shooting at you. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to make static defense. Yeah, I, I, I want to make it yes. armor. Beal, we know you're the Ottomans guy. We know you don't yeah, like totaling out. Yeah, the Ottoman guy speaking right Beale's now. Like, I want my army and I want it now. I have a plan of attack. Attack. Like, it's all he got. <laughs> I have a plan of attack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 that's the English side of me, the English HRE guy who wants to build up some defenses and not like turtle up, but like I want to be able to not freak out when someone gets in my backfield. Uh, speaking yeah. of burning things down and backfield stag defenses, what do we think about fire lancers? This is a unit, Chinese oh, unit, uh, anti-building unit. I feel like this unit is one of those a few things that you see go for landmark snipes every now and then successfully. Yep. Other than that, mm-hmm. it's combat prowess. Unless it's hitting literally the broad side of a barn, uh, it's not great. Uh, I feel like I want to lean towards putting this one in C just because it has I, I'd almost put it in D tier because it just is so rare that you get to use it. But when you I do mass know. a bunch and you use them I right, it's higher. I think it's higher. You think it's higher than I, C? So yeah. we're looking at jab throwers. We're looking at the definition of a unit that performs a specific function, but not much else outside of that function, but performs that function well. Like fire lancers are a unit that is a win condition. Yeah. <laughs> if you can mass them, mm-hmm. uh, you can close out games. Okay. I accept that. Uh, I think then B tier is that what we're feeling? I think I think C tier, uh, and, and I'll tell you why. It's because I agree with what Beal is saying that they are filling a specific role, and that is landmark sniping, and that uh, it, they do it really, really well. But they are way less inaccessible um, than than a jab thrower. That you have to be like Imperial Age, or do you have to be Imperial Age for them? I think it's Imperial Age. Um, Yes, they're 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 way inaccessible. You, it takes a long time to get to them, and they have exactly one thing they're good at, which is to try and close the game out in a last ditch effort. Uh, but jab throwers are going to be useful against a wider variety of things that you you get them earlier. You can use them for even like raiding or tanking, uh, uh, like town center fire and things like that. And 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 
I don't know, because of the cost, I would say that they specifically um, and, and the accessibility, I would say they go down a little bit too below the jab throwers personally. Yeah. I'm tempted it's to, I, I think I might leave it in C. I definitely feel very similar to Caleb in that regard. And I think also like, to me, they feel like a panic button, like a last ditch, like, like a last ditch effort, right? I mean, sometimes it could be like you're gunning for it off the get go, but usually mm. Chinese wants to overwhelm in other ways. This feels kind of like a, I just want to try. And if it doesn't work, like this is one of the things that units you, you throw them at them. And if it doesn't work, usually you just hit GG. So yeah. I, I think because of that, I have to lean towards C. I don't think that they are inherently a horrible unit. Um, I just think. I kind of agree with what Caleb says. I just feel like they have such a narrow focus. Like these, these extra units, unique units should have a narrow ish focus or a specific role they fill. Um, this one though, I think is just very, very high risk, high, high risk for a potential reward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. And I did misspeak earlier. It is, they are available in Castle Age. They're in Castle Age. Okay. You get the Yuan Dynasty. Ah, just literally nobody oh, okay. ever builds them in castle yeah. you know, there's something to be said to that too if no one builds them what's wrong with them right I mean, that there is something to be said about that i mean that's kind of why we're looking yeah. at the top I mean, if you look at the top uh the bottom uh the two bottom tier uh units the c's and the d's how often do you come across any of those yeah right very right. very very rarely right yeah especially this season Especially this season, right. and, you know, hopefully What's things the will next change. One on the list? Uh, this is the con. I, there was no symbol for the con because okay. you get it automatically. So this <laughs> is our Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, I, I, I was debating whether or not he'd be a unique unit, but I was like, you know, he is a unique unit because you also can build well. scouts as uh, uh, the Mongols. So he is a unique unit. You get him for free. I think it's a big bonus that he just pops up for free. He's got some buffs for his military he can do. He's weaker than a scout when it comes to hunting deer. He takes three full shots to get a deer down oh, uh, as opposed to a normal scout. Yeah, that's the rooster. Like, it's actually hard to deal with the roosters, the Mongols, because of that, mm -hmm. because you have to, like, actually invest in normal scouts on top of, like, the free one that you get, which is, like, sucks into them. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's. Yep. And I want to say he's a little bit slower than a scout. I could be wrong. Well, he gets a speed boost. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He does. Yeah. Have, I, th I think he I, he might be. I could be wrong. I think he might have a base speed that's a little slower than a scout. I could be wrong on that, but he does have that no, speed I boost ability. I feel like he I, feels slower to me. I, mean, I think maybe A or S. I think the con's good. Like I'm as far a. as he's I'm free. thinking A because he's free and he does free. do a lot. He's not damn. broken. He is. I think a good A tier. He used to be broken. He used to be broken. He used to have. He used to be a lot. Like when back when he used to be able to uh, fire arrow on Dark Age, that made me want to throw my PC out of the window. But at, at I think the con, if you look at him, because like I said, he's free, and with the signal arrows and all, like how he can boost your military and how you make your military faster. Oh, if you pair him up with a uh, manger guy, that's another thing. Like they go crazy. With oh, the, dude, the speed I, boost of the manger guy—it is yeah. that is make me like want to dump my computer in the trash can. Infuriating. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah, he has point zero zero five less speed than a right. I was right. Hey, hey. <laughs> I, I told you he just feels a little bit slower to me, man. I, I'm feeling very in tune. Such a minute slowness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I have noticed. I have noticed it in games before. I have noticed that he feels just a little slower. That's about a hundredth he, of a tile slower. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. He Maybe it's when I pair him with ages. Maybe that's when I just pair him with Horseman. He just feels really slow. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. All right, we're going on to the uh, big boys. 
The, wait, uh, do, wait, do, do, do we write the con? I think we're saying A. Yeah, A tier. I, I don't think anyone has A. a? Okay, yeah. A. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. He does exactly what he needs to do. He buffs your army. Uh, he's not broken anymore, but he's he's good. You can get him, yeah. and in fact, you get him free. If you had to pay to get him back, it would be maybe B yeah. tier, but the free thing is nice. Uh, yeah, tower elephants. Now, there's two types of elephants that the deli have. We've got the tower elephant and we've got the warrior elephant. Uh, we'll start with, let's start with the warrior elephant first. This war is the, elephant, yeah. the war elephant. Yeah, this is the anti building, anti. This is just the, the tank. Uh, what do we feel about the elephant? Now, elephants are so expensive. I feel I like, however, C for this guy, see for this guy, I feel like they're getting more yeah. popular than they were. I see them more often now than I did seasons before. I think they're getting better, but I can see C. What do you think, Bill? Uh, I was I was thinking maybe B. I, they are expensive. Um, and it might just be the level where I'm at where like, oh, I've run into situations where, oops, I let the deli like mass some <laughs> elephants and now. <laughs> We've got an issue on our hands. <laughs> uh, but it is like, how do you, how do you let the deli get to that point? Um, yeah. Where they are, if, if you can get them out in mass and get them over to your enemy's base, that's pretty good. But, but, but yeah, on that, like yeah. any unit you get in mass is going to just, just about shred anything but like, I'm trying to think there's any unit that wouldn't just shred archers maybe archers unless they're english longbows they don't hurt buildings very bad. yeah they don't hurt buildings very much but yeah if you get anything in mass they are super expensive um they got of, cheaper though they have gotten cheaper i have seen them more often i think with a couple of another small couple tweaks i, I feel like they're between c and b for me personally yeah like i yeah, feel kind of bad that's about right. i feel bad that's putting fair. them in c i feel kind of being over gratuitous putting them in b they can leave them in C. What about the tower elephant? I mean, they're also expensive, I think, but I think, I think that's better. I think they're better. I think they're in B. I think the I think that the the war elephants just barely under B, and the tower elephant I think makes it, it makes it into B. Okay. What what counters elephants? Is it spearmen? Uh, the war like, elephants. I've always been curious about that. Well, spearmen and crossbowmen is it anti armor units? Say? I mean, cross, crossbows, not because they're anti-armor, because they have high flat damage and okay. the elephants have high flat health. Yeah, gunners. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I know uh, uh, what are the gunners would do really good. Uh, the hand cannoneers will do pretty good against elephants because that mm -hmm. high damage. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, jabs spears, or, or janissaries. Rather. Spears are cost efficient against them. Spears are cost efficient, except for the tower elephant, which kind of just eats them up. Yeah. Tower elephants almost harder I mean, to deal with. But again, the hand cannoneers, I mean, crossbows can be good. Men at arms mm -hmm. go pretty okay into uh to yeah, elephants because they're so yes. slow that you can actually catch up with them with something yeah say b yeah yeah for the tower i okay. think b because it does kind of shred through some spears it is hard to take down well and it doesn't have to like get up in your face and so the slow movement speed is less of an issue because mm -hmm. it has the range it can kite like a manga die yeah uh, it's it just feels a little bit better um it doesn't play the same role as like a big fat front line but it's like a very difficult to take down kind of couple of archers you know what do you think is better the tower or the uh war tower tower i think the tower elephant yeah the tower didn't get its uh price reduced it's still a thousand resources oh Whereas well that's because it is better though it is a better unit get what you pay for okay makes mm -hmm. sense yep 
Um, I've been waiting. To, I, the image we have for this one, guys, uh, is a picture of a sofa. What unit is this? <laughs> this is a Musafati warrior, a.k.a. the sofa. <laughs> the sofa. I, I, I was giggling to myself last night as I picked this image. I was like, I was looking for one. and I was like, oh, the guys are going to love this. <laughs> it's literally just a picture of a sofa. Um, these are this is a, this is a unit. I debated putting it in because it takes the place of a men at arms, but it's really not like like for palace guards like palace guards take the place of men at arms right for yeah. for chinese uh -huh. but to me i was like they are the same exact role yeah therefore i was like they're not really that unique they're basically just a different flavor of uh men at arms sofas mufus musafadi i they fill the same role in the barracks they are not the same kind of unit though mm -hmm. they have a very yeah. different role they have of course high they have the ability to to, to be sneak sneaky um, they deal pretty high damage to anything with armor. Um, are we talking about uh, sofa? Yeah, sofa? Are we talking about a sofa? Or yeah. The, the cavalry? Or Musafari? Oh, wait. Yeah, I meant... I meant... I meant... <laughs> My brain. I, I was midnight when I did this. I meant the Musafati, and I thought Musa oh, okay, Sofa. Okay, now. Okay. Yeah. I, thought you were, I thought there was like a white square that you were gonna use. Like the, the Musafati was instilled. It's invisible. Yeah. I should have. I should have done that. I should have done that. Um, for the sake of this, I will add a white square. We will do the Musafati, and then I'll we'll, we'll do Musafati. That is, I think, a unique unit. I meant to add it in. I will. I'll find a white square and just put it in the place of that. That'd be funny. Uh, I can't add it in right now. I'll, I'll add it in in post. Uh, yeah, so we'll do both. We'll do both. The sofas, my brain, I just, I saw Musafati and thought sofa, and I know they have sofas too. Sofas are, yeah. sofas are also, they kind of have, a, they kind of fill the role of knights, so they're a bit different. We'll talk about sofas. They're, they're kind of like an amalgamation of both, I feel like. Uh, so like a hybrid, right? They're like a hybrid, yeah. so I'll, I'll count them as different as, as well. Um, but we'll do Musafati first. Musafati, since I already did the okay. whole spiel about what Musafati do, uh, what do we feel about them? Mm, oh, yeah. I uh, think, uh, I think uh, I think that I think like kind of case by case. Here. It's such it like you want to shred armor, um, but you you do this one thing, so like this one specific thing, and not much else. Yeah, yeah. You're shredding yeah. armor, and then you're dying mm. to arrows. Yeah, I, I would put them with the jab throwers in B. Yeah, um, I feel like they like I want to put them in A, but. Um, but then basically they're the same. They're they're a jab thrower, but they are for what about what about the fact yeah. that they can sneak? How does well, that factor in? Because I mean, you can have, just snipe have you been siege. sneaked very often? Yeah, not very often, but I have been sneaked once. I, I've been I've been I've learned my lesson once and it was quite hmm. devastating to my siege. No doubt. Aren't they aren't they uh, very good counters against the HRE? Like, that's yeah. like hearing because that. Like, so I think maybe they go and be because they're more case by case, depending on who you're playing. Like, mm -hmm. it's like yeah. HRE oh, I, or maybe. I put them in yeah, B. It's yeah. like a B plus. B, B plus. Like, they're a B little plus, better okay. than jab throwers, a little mm -hmm. better than horse archers. Um, not enough to like bump them up there. Here, and you know they're like, nah, they're. Yeah, they can't compete with great bombards. They're not a strelzy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something I learned, these are not minute arms. I thought yeah, these are minute no, arms, and no, I got I lost my why is my middle? I, I played English and I had Miss Fighter Warriors. I'm like, yeah, okay, go ahead. I rushed them and I looked back and my whole oh. was dead. I was like, what is going on here? Because they get counter by archers. I thought these were like these are these armored units? No. They no, they're yeah. not. They did not know they're that. Not. They get shredded by archers, but they, they get shred shredded by archers. Armor. I want to say, speaking okay. of sound design again, I hate the noise that these things make when they hit things. 
I don't know what it is. Yeah, the little binks irritate me like none other. I don't. It's like the one noise in this game I actually don't enjoy listening to. Yeah, it does a little bit of it. Creaks up on you. It's like nail on the chalkboard. Yeah, it makes the same noise that uh. HRE make when they have the upgrade to the Mason See, or whatever. The I funny think, thing is, I like what, I like that noise a lot better. It, it's, oh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, okay. Something about it feels yeah, good to me. The Musafari, I do it. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's a difference to it. I'll have to listen to two and see because I like the noise when it's uh, the HRE doing it. I, it feels like it has more of a weight to it. But the Musafari, I don't know if it's yeah. just that their weapons just don't make. This doesn't make sense to my mind. I don't know. All right, moving I'm on to the sofa. Oh, the actual sofa, the cross between the horseman and knight. Um, this is the only. Is this the only cavalry unit they get? As well, they, they get warrior scouts. scouts. Is that it? Yeah. Warrior scouts and sofas. That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Where are the sofas at? There. I feel like here's what I think about sofas. They start out super weak, almost so weak that they're not worth it. And then once they get imported armor, they get so worth it. They just like they like go full super saiyan like crazy mode. Um, at least when you have yeah. a good mass of them. What do, what do you guys think? I mean, it's... I think we're, like, squarely putting the Malians into B tier here. Like, <laughs> sofas are good. Um, they're not crazy good. Uh, they've, they're interesting in that get them out in feudal age, but they, they're in such a weird in-between between horsemen and knights that it feels like they're either a worse knight or uh, just... A horseman that costs gold. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think they just get outshined by the warrior uh, scouts right now. The warrior scouts are just like well until the next patch. They're like so fast. Like it's insane how good the warrior scouts are right now. Are They're warrior scouts so S tier? I have them up next year. Or warrior scouts S tier? Right now, right now, I think they're S tier. Uh. I- yeah i I would say that maybe they're s tier because their numbers are screwed up right now but i wouldn't say in general s tier yeah they're broken like if they weren't broken they'd be down but right now they're so broken like i'm watching that's like one of the biggest complaints for the pro scene right now that you know obviously like uh, amalians are they scale different based on rank like uh basic level of play like if you know how to play the amalians well they're insane like the warrior monks are not warrior excuse me the warrior scouts they're so fast. They get out. Of, they get in and out of trouble so heavy. They can you can raid the economy so bad. I mean, soccer mm-hmm. team. You did that to you before. I did. I did, did, did that to you. I did that to you. They are really fun. <laughs> yeah, you you destroyed us. We had no chance. I tell you, you what. So I'm tempted to put this one at S tier for now because they're so cheap. So cheap. The cost. The cost for what you're getting is insane. I mean, obviously they get melted by spears, but other than that, they get melted by spears and knights. But besides that. But if you micro right, you can outrun all of them. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> I, I've played with them once. They are like I, I'm tempted to put them in S tier. They just they're because so of the cost. Bad. Because of the cost that you, I mean, you got to research the tech. You can get that tech super early. They're super accessible, and you can mass them up so 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 easily. And break off a little bit, break off a little patrol group. We start getting up, picking up hunts, dropping them off. I don't know. Is S too high? Is S too high for them? I think either S or A, you know, yeah, just in the state plan right now. Yeah, just a we're plus. in the state plan right now. Yeah. I put it in front of the Great Bombard. It is A plus right now. A plus. All right. Uh, let's just get the Malians ones out of the way. Let's do the, the Donzos next. This is my image, my guy holding a spear. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't find an actual Donzo. He looks pretty cool, though. 
Um, Donzos are, of course, another unique Malian unit. Everything about Malians, they like to throw things, I've discovered. Uh, javelin oh, throwers, yeah. you know, archers got... Uh, they, they, the Donzos are basically a better spearman. Um, I think Malians can make actual spearmen too, can't they? Or they only make Donzos? They no, just Donzos. Just Donzos? Donzos? Okay, okay. Who are you? Malians can't make normal units. Get out of here. I don't know. <laughs> I, do they have brain. one normal unit? I think they uh, make I, archers. <laughs> Archers. Yeah, they okay. make archers. Uh, I'm surprised the villagers aren't unique units, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Malians are something else. Uh, Donzos, I, I don't usually... I, I have them in here again as well because they ha they function very, very differently from... Uh, what do you call it? Very differently from, from how normal Damn spears it. go because they can throw those spears. Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, it's not that much of a difference, though. Yeah, I would say they're the yeah. least unique of the the functionalities because they do the same function and have mm -hmm. the same issues that a spear does they just fulfill the role just a little bit differently because they have, they have melee armor or, or uh yeah, more armor than the the spearmen early on and then they uh, uh can chuck them every so often which allows them to raid a little bit better early on and then kind of kite if you can kite horsemen are we really going to put every single one of these in b tier uh-huh I think, I guess yeah, so. I think so. I just realized I'm oh. missing uh, Juganus on my list. I had them in mind. Wow, they were the first one I was man. thinking of. I was going to put them in here. I don't have them. Um, let's, are they, where are Juganus at? Maybe A or S. They're up there. A. A tier? I think A tier is where I, I put them. A, yeah. They, they don't scale that well, but if you go in an all-in feudal, with the Juganu, you can kill anything. Knights, it doesn't matter. I like that. Right. I like that. They don't scale well, but man, they pack a punch in the yeah, right at the right time. Early. At the right time, exactly. I've been I've been feudal pushed so many times with Juganu, it's like nothing I could do. I was like, these guys, <laughs> these guys are insane. Yeah, they're like that. That's like every time I play against China, I always have to make sure I'm either if I'm playing as China or against um I I feel like your uh, long-ranged upgrades. Both attack and defense matter so so much, yeah, in Chinese fights because of what the Jukes can do and they're just pure DPS, yeah. Okay, but they're slow and they have a short range, so yeah, so they're, yeah. they're 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 a good they unit. They have some downsides, yeah. So they're an A. They're not just absolutely broke. They're not the Imperial officer. They're not Nesta Bees. They're, they're not the Imperial official. I love it. <laughs> They don't collect taxes. They pay taxes. You know, it's different. Yeah, they're not broken <laughs> collecting taxes. <laughs> Here's an interesting unit. Um, this unit, I think, doesn't get a lot of love for what it can do. <laughs> but I, this unit is also one you don't want three of these on your gold line ever. Oh, my God. Uh, Landsnecks, of course, was what I'm talking about. These guys, uh, I feel like in big battles, they get kind of overwhelmed. They can make big differences in battles, though. You get them on a bunch of archers or something. I mean, if you get them in the right spot, if you can micro these guys well, they are devastating. Of course, they have that low health and low armor. So that's kind of a I've heard that the, the theory for this is to mix them in with your men at arms. That yes. way, that way it's hard to target them with archers. Then um, they still do that DPS. Um, they also I think if you can just get a raiding party with these things and go hit like hit something off the side. I mean, I. You'll see 20 villagers go down faster than you can say Landsnecked. Like, it is insane. <laughs> and it takes a while to say, though. It does take a while to say. But, like, yeah. all those guys get one swing. You got four Landsnecks, and they all take one swing. Ten villagers just yeah. drop dead. I mean, it is that, mm -hmm. that kind of reward for a raid you can get with these guys is insane. That said, they're kind of pricey. Uh, they're not 
out of their world expensive, but they're definitely an investment. They are very, I think the, the biggest problem with them is they are slow um, and they've got low, low health. Yeah, they die. They're not even that slow, are they? Not particularly, especially not if you get marching drills. Or is it marching drills for, is that the upgrade? Yeah, I think it's called, yep. Yeah, it's marching yeah, yeah. drills. As long as you get that, they they're have... not super fast. As long as you get marching drills, they're, they're pretty quick. Yeah. Like 1.25 tiles. Okay, not so too, not, not too slow. But yeah, they're, they're not, they're not hefty boys. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I think they're, they're a wrong. solid B. Uh, it's how dare I'm you? Do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having I, a hard, me. Okay. I, I want them in A tier so bad because I think they're so cool looking. I think they can be so brutal. I, I'm having ass. a hard, I'm having a hard time uh, justifying why I want them in A though. Besides that. I think Bill might be right with B. They're definitely not C. They're definitely not D tier. Uh, they have a purpose. They fill that purpose really well. Um, I think I, I could do B. Great for I don't think they belong with the big boys there. <laughs> 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 that one, but when you were in a commune lunch, Nick, like you said, Bill, how uh, Manji guy kind of like drive you nuts. And these might take they might take the silver for me. Because <laughs> I haven't I haven't rated with Lynch Connect and they do drop your whole economy. If you just break off a little 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 special forces group, it only takes three, man. And then it takes three or four, man. You can get your you look at your you know yeah you had thirty on goal and you look back and it's straight zilped nothing. It's so <laughs> like, satisfying. What happened? It's so satisfying to see it happen too. <laughs> like the way the villagers all fall down in like a row just nicely uh, and neatly. It's kind of horrific to think about what that means, but it's oh, yeah. really satisfying to see. Mass war crimes. Yeah, mass war crimes. Lance next. They need to send those guys to the Hague. Exactly, for real. Uh, next on the list is our uh, warrior monk. Is that what it's called, right? Warrior monk for the yeah, roost? warrior monk. Uh, probably B tier too, honestly. Ish, yeah. Like if I mean if I wouldn't say they're as good as a is a Strelzi, but um, you know they're better than a than a than a king. Um, See, me, me, I like A. I like the warrior monk. I think they're not utilized enough. Like when you get Listen, when you if oh, we're putting yeah. Landschnecht in B, we're putting the warrior monk in B. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like when you get the Abbey of Trinity and get all their upgrades and you mix them into your army, they yo, they do their thing. They love you know, warrior monks. monks. I'm I'm kind of wanting to agree. I think my thought on this is that the ability to get the this discord call the ability to get the ability to get and here, here's why it, it, for combat i would say they're only in b um what makes me lean towards a is the fact they are faster than other monks and other prelates and they yeah, can get they can get the relics yeah. really really fast faster than other people are ready for um i to me that ah, I, I, that's tempting to go for that for a because when you can snake the relics as fast as they can. And they can defend themselves. And they can defend themselves. I mean, it's that's... low damage, low damage. But like, say, for example, you know, you and another opposite monk come across each other. And it's like that monk. Yeah, he throws you. He may say he gets it first. OK, well, and the speed, little... too. They can outrun men at arms. Exactly. They can outrun spears. They can, they can get away if they need to. I mean, they are and slower. With, they are slower with the. Uh, the yeah. the relic, but they are relic. still faster than a normal prelate would be too. So, I'm I don't yeah. just bump it up from a warrior. I think what upper mid B for me. Listen, give me A minus, A minus. Let's get it. 
I think I'm going to stay with the consensus because I do think land snakes are pretty dang good too. I don't know if I can put them up next to Janissaries and Streltsies. Yeah, that's kind of where I was looking at it. It's like, I don't. Yeah, but I, they're, I I, they are definitely a good unit that is in a good spot. And I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with this unit. Yeah, yeah. right. Good. OK, I guess I'll settle. <laughs> Uh, next up, these I, I couldn't good. find good camel upgrades. It looks yeah, like. yeah, the camel upgrades. Uh, <laughs> the, the shield one here is going to be for camel archers, and then the one with the armor is going to be for camel riders. So got it. It is sort of nice and square. I didn't want to get a picture of a camel if it could look nicer. Uh, what do we think about camel archers? Solid B again, honestly. Yeah. Like it's it's fine. They're good to mass in the late game because they don't cost gold. Uh, they're good and yep. feudal if you need to deal with men at arms. It's like basically the only thing Abbasid can do. Do they have that yeah. buff that uh, debuffs uh, uh, opponents? Yep. Cavalry? Both yes. camel units have the camel uh, unease. I believe it's called. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I'd get uneasy by sorry, a camel. Say B, I think I'm sorry, guys. I just can't stay by this anymore. I think A or I think at least A. Camel arches are great. So listen, even also too, they can counter that not counter, but they can actually they trade very well with men in arms. Like well, yeah, I think they fill a, a very good niche. Yeah, right? They're, they're, they're a unit. They're not and they're, a, and, and they're great Imperial Age too. If yeah, well, in the Imperial Age, the, the, the niche they fill is that they are a really, you know, a strong, hard hitting archer that doesn't cost mm -hmm. gold. That's the niche they fill. Is yeah, that they, I'm, I'm almost tempted to agree with your Neville's because I'm looking at horse archer next to a horse camel archer. I've got to put the camel archer above a horse archer. I agree. And Mangadai are up there already. And I would almost put the camel archer above a Mangadai almost or at least on the same level. No almost. Way. No, no? Yeah, I, I guess maybe that's the English in me coming out again. Like. I, I play a bunch of Abbasid. I love Abbasid. I love camel archers, but I, I think they're. I think they feel like they're like a Lanschnecht or a warrior scout. Yeah. Like they, mm. they do, they do something, they do it well. Uh, and they're, they do like more things than a C tier unit. Um, yeah. yeah I I, Are horse archers C then? Should I put them down to C for yeah. horse archers? Yeah, like, no, yeah, no, no, no. No, stay in the no, B. I okay. Think, okay. I think, I mean, like you said, once you get to the late game and goals are coming more of a problem, you can mass them up, and I and they counter. They have bonus damage against spearmen. They actually make knights. They obviously you know, any cavalry comes weaker, does less damage against them. I think I think the camel archers are beautiful, magnificent. Yeah, give them A. <laughs> I, you know, I, know, I know. I'm gonna add I think the problem yeah, is the, the problem is I don't feel super strongly about camel archers beyond B, and I'm getting two very vehement B proponents and a neville saying a very strongly but i'm not strong enough with the a to really make so, that tie let me make this argument camel archers are horse archers on camels right uh, -huh. uh there's some stat differences but they're effectively the same thing and the reason people don't think horse archers are as good as camel archers is because you don't get horse archers in the feudal age if you got horse archers in mm. feudal, it would be insane. I would add that. I would add <laughs> okay. the cavalry debuff as well, being another yeah, plus. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that helps bump them up. But I don't think they're as good as the Great Bombard and Streltsies in, in the con. Okay. Are Streltsies and Great Bombards S tier then? Like, are, are we like, are we like, 
I don't know. I wonder if we're skewing things too much. I, th- I think we're we're questioning everything else because we're right on the edge with camel arches. Uh, we also we we set the uh, the table for what S tier is with imperial officer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're so miscalibrated from that. Well, like, uh, even, but like but the camel archers have so much damage too. Like for example, the horse archers, their damage is five point six five DPS. Whereas the camel off rip is eight point seven three, so they trade well men in arms. They they pack a punch too, and you can still kite with them. They debuff cavalry, you know what I'm saying? They even got bonus damage against spearmen. They're not that they are kind of expensive early game, but later on they're they're actually they're a trash unit. You can use them without you worrying about any gold. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm sticking to it. This I is think a tough. This is okay. to me. This is very tough because B I think plus I, plus. I mean, they're they're good. They're like right and there. They are better than other units in the B tier for sure, but they're just not mm. over the the cost the line. That's tough for me. It's, I, I'm really struggling on this one because I like if I were to look not ignore everything else around it and just be asked on S A B C or D tier without like just in general, where would you put this unit? I probably would put it in A. But I agree. It's hard to say. It's is it better than a warrior oh, scout? Is it better than a great bombard? Is it better than uh, Streltsy Give or Janissary? Give it a minus. Give it a minus. The thing though, the other thing about the horse archer costs 80, 80 food and forty wood, and a camel archer costs a hundred and eighty food yeah. and sixty wood. Ooh, they are yeah. insanely it expensive. It's a little pricey. Okay. Okay. Here, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Javelin Thrower needs to go down to C tier. Okay, so make him room? I, I think I want to make room. I, I think that's the thing. I'm seeing that Javelin Thrower, and I just don't feel like they... I mean, next to a Cam Archer, it just feels wrong, right? Like, Javelin Archers, Javelin Throwers just don't feel that good to me. Like they, they, They're better than the Cam... Like, you put them as the blast in B if you want, uh, mm. but I don't Here's think the they're... I don't think they belong in C tier. C tier, yeah. Technically, the curve of this graph should be the most in B and the least in D and S, right? Because that would be the average. And this is, this is we're, fair. We're this on, is fair. on the road with that, with the next one going in the C tier. Absolutely. Yep. No <laughs> argument there. Yep, Camel yep. riders. Camel riders are in C tier. I agree. They cannot be uh, on the yeah. same level as Camel yeah. archers and the rest. Mm. They are too expensive for what they do. Uh, I feel like mixing one or two in every now and then is okay. Uh, camel riders, yeah. I think that for that debuff, especially if you're not going camel just, archers, yeah. I think you need one or two just for yeah. that debuff effect. Um, they are, they are easy. Spears counter these things so hard and archers can take care of them pretty easily yeah. too. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, eventually, eventually they get some armor. Um, but it's that sunken cost issue where you just yeah. like have oh, to spend expensive. so much to get them functional that it's like, all right, well, yeah, they're expensive too. Yeah, I feel good yeah. about that. That one's much less controversial. Yeah. <laughs> Make them great. I'm, Make I'm, them great I'm again. All camels are the same. Oh, I, I'd yeah. love to see them <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, like, there is a niche for them. They just suck at it right now. Yeah. I yeah, they're like, they're really, really good into fighting knights. Uh, and, you know, since so. army compositions are never a single unit, uh, they're pretty bad. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You gotta hit the hit next down. on the list. Uh, this one is the what is that one? The French Royal Cannon. Now, now I Whoa. I debated putting this one in. I I thought this was a distinctly unique unit because I thought you only got it from the College of Artillery. 
Um, you can get just can French don't have bombards. They have just cannons. They have cannons. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so it, it kind of is the same role. I am going to. I French didn't have any other unique units, and I kind of wanted to have some representation for them. I feel that Royal Cannons and Cannons, I guess, oh. are beefier. Um, well, well, we're not doing naval units here. This was only this is only for land units and maybe some <laughs> eco units. Um, Royal Cannon slash Cannon um, as a beefier, better bombard. I mean, I like what's bombards. The, yeah, what it's is not great? Not great. It does pack a punch oh, though. Dark. In team games, it Bro, packs a huge punch. Go with them. No, it's it's <laughs> true. It's not the great bombards. It's I say it's B. It's all yeah. B. It's a solid B. It's solid you know B. what? You're gonna build some cannons. They're nice. Doesn't just come from College of Artillery too. Uh, you can build the Royal Cannons only from College of Artillery, and those things are. I'm not gonna lie. Those things are pretty cracked. Royal Artillery cannons are cracked. Uh, there are more get, like, standard artillery shots now too. Yeah, they get they get pretty beefy. Uh, normal the normal cannons from uh French are also a bit stronger. I think. Um, I could be wrong, but I'll look. Yeah, to find out for us. Royal cannons are pretty cracked though, and they, they and I would say they're expensive, so they do belong in B. They do what they need to do. Um, they're not super unique as far as all these unique units go. Uh, but I wanted to have some kind of for, for those French mains out there. I wanted to give them something because otherwise French has the least unique units out of anyone in the game. I, I guess Arbitrier, but I think unique. They were just crossbows with shields. I, I just I couldn't really. How often? I, I mean, here's the thing. How often do people actually use the shield ability on Arbitrier? They will a lot now. They will a lot Where now, but for now they're basically just glorified uh, crossbowmen, and I'll die on that hill. I think, I think I think I think I'm sorry I'm saying that right. I think they're like A or A, and then the Royal Knight is S tier. The Royal just Knight's kidding. just a knight. No, no, it is not. It is oh, just a no. knight. Oh no, Royal Knight. It's got so many buffs. I I didn't want to add that in. I didn't want to add in Royal Knights because it was just knights. They weren't that unique. Anyone can build knights with a lot of health. Anyone can. Get, but, I, I get that but, Royal Knights with the Royal Bloodlines is better than biology, but. Can you they can do get it this. So, yeah, yeah, but still. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. I understand. You know, it's a lot of French hate in here. I mean, I deserve, they don't deserve <laughs> it. They don't hate. deserve it. <laughs> they don't deserve it. They don't oh, deserve man. it. <laughs> so, uh, just so everybody's aware, which I, you know, st side by side stats, uh, cannons have 50 less health than a bombard. They cost oh. the same, the build time is the same, the range is the same, the rate of fire is the same. Uh, the differences are the 50 less health on the cannons, but they have an additional 90 bonus damage compared to a bombard. So they do an additional 90 damage on okay. buildings and ships compared to a bombard. Does and that they have the huh? amount of does that change the amount of sprinkle tits needed to take one down? Uh, does it change the amount of damage? I don't think so. Okay. I can look. I can look in a so second. Be more for um, like, the like other difference is the cannons are faster. Uh, uh, bombards move at 0. 0.62 and cannons move at 0. 0.88. That's a big difference. And I wonder if yeah. that damage increase, an increase of 90 might be the difference of taking something down one hit faster, especially if you have like two. After, after consecutive hits. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Uh, Spring old does. A hundred damage versus siege. Uh, yeah, it would be. Well, nope, it'd still be. Is it still three shots? 
I think it's still three shots. Okay. Well, no, Wait. it'd be two shots on a cannon and three shots on a uh Bombard. Right? Huh. So well, they have 30 pierce armor. So you actually would take that off. So you do 70 damage, 7, 14, 21. Uh, it's three, it's two shots on a cannon and three oh. shots on a bombard. All right, well, I'll keep that in B. If it wasn't, I would have said A tier, but with that in mind, I'll think yeah. the Royal Cannon stays in B. Uh, definitely higher risk, higher reward, and I think that's okay. It's bounce. I like the noise um, they make, man. The, well, that, that's the standard cannon. The Royal Cannon has 120 attack and plus 600, so they shred things. Their health is the same, though. Mm. Uh, and their movement speed is the same. So Royal, yeah, cannon, Royal Cannons really shred then. So it slaps. Yeah, isn't it that, does. Isn't that what's on the docket here? Royal Cannon? Are we moving that up? Uh, if we're talking Royal Cannon would be A tier. The standard cannon for French would be B. I, I think, yeah, I think the average is probably going to be closer to B, though, because yeah. of that spring old issue. Yeah, the spring old the, the issue. The two shots is like a big difference. Yeah, that's huge. Well, yeah, I'm that, that, that's a whole extra. You, you need one less spring old. You can just have two just to snipe it. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, All right. Last but not least. Last but not least, the meta. Now, Beal, before you go off and say it's super uh, S tier. Um. Beal, before you go off, <laughs> <laughs> let me just say, <laughs> do you think it's S? I actually, I guess, just do you think it's an S tier unit? You, you probably, what do you think about this unit? I mean, this is this is your 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 homeboy, your Mister. You got Ringo Starr on the horseback, uh, banging the song of your people. Ringo. <laughs> I mean, getting a plus one uh, range defense and feudal, an additional one is huge. Um, the fact that you can make them for free, I, I don't think they're S tier. I think they're A. Uh, I, I feel fairly confident putting them in A. Uh, just with, uh, and you can switch to attack speed if you need that. You can. It's it's a buff for your army that is. You can change it based on the situation. How I, vital I is the meta for the Ottomans? Like I, I don't play Ottomans enough. Like I know it's important. How vital on a scale of like one to ten? How important is it? Vital. I think it's nine point five to ten. Okay. Yeah. Do you build imperial officers with the Chinese? <laughs> see yeah. now, see now, listen, that's crazy because I think, I think Meta or S tier. I like, think they're. I think they're really close, but maybe not quite S tier. They're yeah, they're A plus S minus. They're yeah, they're they're good. So yeah, I think S minus. I like I like because I mean. The amount of difference they make in combat is night and day. If you mass up and you keep that matter alive, that's why when you attack, when you're attacking the army, you always yeah, you have to matter. Yeah, if you, so that shows the importance of them on the battlefield. Like, that's a, a good point there too. And now you got like a yeah. Ooh, that's a and good point. You, what a good sniff. sniff. What a fun yeah. sniff. <laughs> what a great. <laughs> what a, it must well be nice being a, an Ottoman main. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of petty, Bill, because you really were going hard on the uh, camel archers, man. I'm really trying to bring these guys down as much as I can. Because you can also get the meta for free. You can uh, get yeah. the yeah. That is true. That is and true. then they can the movement cool. speed of your army as well. Yeah. Are they S tier then? Do you want to move up? I think they're S minus. I think they're S tier, yeah. I think they're S tier. And then I think we need to move something from A to C because my OCD can't handle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually yeah. debating if the con is actually B tier or maybe Manga no, or B tier. Well, move something down from yeah. B to C. I think I think uh, Manga up. There. I think Manga 
If I was going to move something from B to C, it's going to be the Jaff Thrower. Yeah. Because I just feel or like the they're... Donzo. Or the Donzo? Oh, Donzos, Donzos are just... Fine. Donzos, I think, are fine at B. I think Donzo are pretty good over there at... I can't move Landsnakes down any lower than B. They're solidly B or above. The camel is staying, yeah. otherwise Sir Nevels might just kill us all. Uh, <laughs> what if what if we mm, I don't know. Horse archers B? I feel like horse archers are pretty solid still. They're okay. Like I think they're good at B. Yeah. Yeah, I think horse archers are The Warrior B. Monk I almost want to put in A because it's so good, but it's I'll keep it in B. The Tower I Elephant, I think, is it definitely above the other elephant. The sofas. Sofas could almost be C. No. But they oh, they do what they do. They do what they do though. Good. They're okay. They're, I can't, yeah, I feel we can bad. Move the, we can move the cannon down. Oh. You know what? No, I'll do that. I'm going to do that. And here's my justification. The royal cannon would be solidly B. The standard cannon yeah. that they get uh, is C. Because and, it's, it's just objectively worse with just a little better damage. With the health and and you, the only way you can get the royal cannon is with the final landmark mm. that you have to choose. Yeah. over. Which, I mean, you're picking that over... Uh, well, and if you're French getting the last landmark in a game, it's, you know, doesn't yeah. feel great. Yeah. Oh, and the Red Tower, or is it the Red Palace? What is it? What is it? Mm-hmm. Red Palace. Red Palace. I mean, that thing is wild. <laughs> Just machine guns. Dude, that thing is insane. Thing is insane. And with the buff. It's got that oh. howitzer just sticking out the side. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Because <laughs> there are right. arbor shots now, too, right? And so they're just like. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Actually, that's my my extra sheep's gonna be talking about the Berkshire as well for English. Uh, oh man, I'll get on that one later in the episode. But okay, so for those at home who've been listening ever so dutifully, here is our final tier list. Um, year of mileage on this may vary. First of all, and we didn't include every single different type of unit. Uh, we're missing a couple things, but at the S tier, we started off with Imperial Officer. I think <laughs> uh, clearly S tier. It does so much. Such a versatile, fun unit. Um. It's just, it's, I don't think it's broken. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think Imperial Officer is inherently broken because uh, it basically is what makes the Chinese economy work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's like if you had Villager as an option. Yeah. Here. Villager would always be S tier or A tier because yeah. it's just, it's oh, yeah. so good, right? S-tier if you ask me, it. they're D tier because I don't build them. <laughs> <laughs> but Relic the cost, building. but you can get them in Dark Age, you know, and you start out with six of them. <laughs> The opportunity that's cost. That's all I use. <laughs> that's all you use, those six. <laughs> Abstinence is strong with those ones. Uh, okay. So we've got, we've got, we've got the, the Imperial Officer. We've got the Nest of Bees. And we've got the Metter in S tier. In A tier, we have the Great Bombard, Streltsy, Janissary, Mangadai, the Khan, and Warrior Scouts. Camel Archers. <clears throat> Camel archers as a uh, almost they they're they're hoping to make it in playoffs next year. Uh, they're just, they just didn't, didn't quite make it. They're contenders. They're hoping for a wild card slot. Understandable. Understandable. <laughs> yeah, B tier leading the top of the pack. We have the camel archers and the lance necks right behind. I think those both are are very good units. Uh, I've got horse archers, warrior monks, tower elephants, sofas, javelin throwers, donzos, and uh, did we say musafati were B tier as well? Mm-hmm. And Musafati Warriors would be B tier. We said Zuganu were A. And Zuganu, oh yes, Zuganus are in A as well. That's true. That's true. Uh, in the C tier, we've got the English King, Fire Lancers, War Elephants, Camel Riders, and the Cannons for French. In the 
the depths of despair with D tier, we've got the Wingard Warrior, the Wingard Archer, or Ranger, I guess he's called, and the, is it Grenadier? Is that right? Grenadier. The Grenadier, even though they're the Chinese, so they probably would be called something else in Chinese, but, but yeah. There you have it. That's our tier list of unique units in AoE 4. Hopefully we see some things move, especially for those D tier units. I don't I don't think we want any units in D tier, right? Like we want everything to be viable and to have a spot, yeah. at least C tier or above. I definitely would like to see some units. Like I think Fire Lance is actually an okay spot, but I'd like to see the King B and B. I'd like to see yeah. the camels go up to B. I think the elephants are fine where they are, but I'd love to see the D tier ones be useful. Yeah, me. I just don't know. I mean, it's it's grenadiers which are changing a little bit, and then the wind guard units, which are like they want to be a hero unit and they're not, and so they're just never they're gonna just be stuck functional. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, it's just at a base level, I just don't know if they're gonna ever be a thing. Yeah, they'd have to really revamp English as a sieve to make that work. And yeah, I just don't, I like just don't see it happening. Like hyper imperial focused, where everybody just gets there quicker. Like maybe if there's a game mode. Or you like start mm. with all the, you know what I mean? Or something Speaking like that. Speaking of, I think that's a thing in the pup is a new game mode that gets you in the action a little bit faster. Yeah, but I, I, I feel I think that's not going to be a you get to Imperial faster. Yeah, that's uh, fair. That's fair. All right, boys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll grab some water and we'll be right back. guys, this is Socraton's wife. Socraton is at work and I'm on maternity leave, so I thought I would help him out and do a first edit of this episode. Being married to Socraton, I have watched countless hours of gameplay, tournaments, and tutorials. I have not missed any of Socraton's streams and willingly watch other people stream too. I even do my best to play the game, although I am not brave enough yet to play without Socraton on my team. What might surprise you with all this is my lack of amount of game knowledge that I have actually picked up. So, here are my top 5 nuggets of knowledge. 1. This game is pretty much rock, paper, scissors. It's horses, spears, and archers. Although sometimes if you have an overwhelming majority, you can do whatever you want. 2. Mongols are basically like toddlers. I don't know much about the sieve, but I do know my toddler. I can perfectly curate an area for him with snacks and drinks and toys and screens and anything I know that he'd like, and he'd still want to pack up and move to a different place. Nowhere I pick is good enough for him. 3. There is a Minecraft Easter egg in which you can wool a little blue sheep to become red sheep. 4. Don't play Chinese if you want 10-4 Tim to be your friend. 5. Keep up on your villager production and don't forget to keep building those houses. The world is cold and although they'll never look at those places after you build it, your villagers do need somewhere to call home. And 6. Use morenights.com to help your gameplay. The website is user-friendly and the content will make you a better AoE 4 player. Morenights.com. Seriously, morenights.com. And we're back. All right. Welcome back, guys. We're here. Our topic today, uh, we skipped our big chunk of our news segment because we're talking about the new PUP. And 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 can anyone actually tell me what PUP stands for? I forgot. Actually, is it player update preview? Public update preview. Public update preview. Okay. Uh, basically, what this is for anyone who does not know, uh, this is essentially like a beta version of the next next season's patch that the devs yep. release. Uh, everyone can play test it. They kind of encourage people to play test it for a bit. It's around until I think the 18th of May. Is that right? I think uh, I saw 18th of May was how long it'd be out. I believe for. so. 
I could be wrong. Don't quote me. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good question. Right? I'm pretty sure it's around till the 18th of May. Am I bored the 11th? It's, it's I, the hard thing is my baby's due date is around that time as well. So like I've got a lot of dates floating on my head. I know it's exactly. somewhere mid-May for like another week or so. Um, so if you're interested in that and you're listening to this podcast, this will be released probably Monday or Tuesday coming up. Uh, you can go through the way to do it is you go into. Oh, what does it say? Let me, let me I'll just read it just in case anyone wants to know. You go to how to access. It says from oh, it says right here from May 4th to through the 15th of May. That's available on Steam only. So if you're on Xbox, sorry. Uh, but you, what you do is you navigate the Steam library. You click on the Age of Empires 4. You select properties at the bottom of the menu. Select the betas tab on the left and then select the beta drop down menu select future underscore live and then the build will begin downloading it's like a pretty big download i think it's like i don't think i heard it might be like 15 gigs could be wrong um and once complete you're good to play so then you just log in you'll try to launch the content editor from age empires 4 section of your steam library as well to do this and just note that this is uh not actually compatible with the retail version so you're only going to be playing against other players in the pub anyways public service announcement over Let's get into the meaty nitty gritty of what's in this. So again, because it's a pup, these patch notes and things are not finalized yet. I'm sure they will tweak some things, but I, I'd be willing to bet a good 70% of this will make it to the next season. So let's dive yeah. on in. Uh, what are some of the biggest things that we have noticed on this pup? I don't think any of us have actually played much of it yet. Uh, but we have gone through the patch notes quite a bit. Uh, first of all, we have some new maps, Golden Heights. Uh, is going to be coming in as well as a map called migration and then volcanic island which is uh, apparently a stone scattered in the shallows and a once fire breathing mountain has ever grown with lush vegetation now await the conquered i haven't seen what that looks like that sounds kind of fun all right sounds yeah. great. so first thing with the three new maps the thing that's huge is golden heights is the first yeah. tournament map yeah to be pulled out of tournaments and actually put into ladder i love and that that's huge. I hope that means there's more to come. Yeah, that's and also, a big I thing. love Golden Heights. Yeah, it's yeah. a great, it's such an interesting map. Um, it's a little hybrid map, uh, but not super focused. Like, there's only three uh, deep fish spawn locations, and you spawn so far away from the water that uh, it, it doesn't feel as... As punishing for losing water like it does on other hybrid maps. Mm -hmm. um, and you also start so close to your opponent as well. Um, yeah, I I'm assuming it's the same the same map here. Uh, but it's one of my favorite tournament maps. Yeah, and that's huge because this is the first. I mean, there have been a lot of good tournament maps that I know people have like wanted to come into the game. This one really is the first one to come in. And that that is... It can't be understated how big that is. And that yeah. and that opens the doors for any map that's been in a tournament setting to be brought into the game in future seasons. I, bl I believe Forest Ponds was like a variation of a map. Uh -huh. But they, they, they didn't go with the actual, like this is actually being called Golden Heights, exactly what it was called when the EGCT, uh, you know, whoever made the custom map. So it's, I think it's a, a direct iteration. You know what? That's right. Four Lake was Four Lakes, yeah, was that. the map. And then they made Forest Pond, and then they also made Forest or Four Lakes in the game itself. Well, and yeah. Sir Neville's, yeah, you were saying too, uh, well, I think it was either last episode or the episode before. I was listening back to one of the episodes of the other day, and you mentioned like, man, they just need to 
like the devs just need to start using these maps and put them in like oh, why yeah. are we making like you mentioned it might be a thing of pride it might be a thing of like there, there was some weirdness to this like why do they refuse to do this and they have and yeah. this is huge i think this is huge props to them for doing this this is going to make the community very very happy this map in particular i think was a right right choice i'm very excited about that most definitely man it's not, not even just it's going to affect the community and the pro scene like a lot of pro players i mean actually lately they have but they don't really play much ladder because it's like i mean really they're playing the big money is where the tournaments are at and tournaments use custom maps so they don't really get much from playing ladder which is a whole another map pool if you put those basically tournament maps in the regular ranked map pool you start seeing a lot more of not only casual players but see more pro players at the top playing them in my opinion no yeah. that's correct that is, that is a correct assessment um there is uh there is reasoning to keep tournament maps out of ladder before tournaments uh particularly mm -hmm. because you want to make it difficult to quote unquote solve the map um okay. and you know pro players will do that uh and, and and scrim each other and scrim their friends and and things like that but you want to keep them fresh and new and not have players like oh okay i know what's going to happen on this map when you go into a map you go oh my gosh what is this map what am, how does mm -hmm. it played what have the pro players been doing to practice on it um yeah and when you put it into a ladder, particularly before a tournament, that's when you kind of get the issues of, well, everybody's seen the map. They know how it plays, blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, so I almost I think disagree with that thought almost is probably good. I almost disagree with that because, I mean, I don't know how that's going to affect. I mean, the pro players are, like you said, are going to practice it anyways, and they're going to they're going to solve it no matter what. Right. But well, why yeah, hold but it's, that it's back? It's a viewer thing, right? I'm not the, yeah. oh, okay. Okay. He's okay. not streaming his practice on it because he doesn't want other people to know how he's quoted, how he's solving the map, right? Gotcha. Okay. To see it. And so when we go to watch, we have no idea what's happening. And so then it's mm. like the anticipation, the excitement. It's part. It's part of tournament building mm. is is getting people to want to watch, and you do that by introducing new things. Um, okay. that's, a good, you, that's a good point you bring up. You think maybe we got it all wrong, and that really the the creators of the maps don't want them in the ranked map pool how could and they not like, right how could they not right? because like you said for, from a spectator stand from a spectator's viewpoint it's all like when you finally sit down and like actually watch one of these big premier tournaments you're seeing all these new maps and new strategies come to light and you're like oh wow you know you're kind of like it's all fresh and new but if they were on the ranked ladder prior to the tournament really you pretty much seen it all like you know you've seen these strategies before well, Maybe. yeah, and it's yeah, and I think it's less of a, a map creator issue and more of a I'm organizing the tournament and I'm the the, the person mm -hmm. validating whether the maps are balanced and blah blah blah. And so it, it yeah, it's kind of a I think a, a group or several groups of people kind of deciding these things, and it's just generally mm -hmm. good esport to the uh, League of Legends does a does a world's patch. They do an MSI patch where they change everything a handful of weeks before the the players can get into it right and so then uh then things are new things are fresh the meta isn't what it's been since january it's not the same champions and so changing things or having new things in tournaments and and big events is is one of the best ways to keep to get people to watch it makes a lot of sense mm, yeah yep Right, but a lot of these tournament maps have been around for a while, so let's please. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Why yeah. they don't go in afterwards, I don't know. Yeah, but, um, yeah. 
that's why they're not doing it beforehand. Yeah, I think I think Golden right. Heights is a great and very welcomed addition to uh, the map pool. It uh, looks like the oh, 1v1 yeah. ranked pool is going to be Dry Arabia, Prairie, Liboney, the Pit, Marshland, Danube River, Mongolian Heights, Forest Ponds, Continental. Uh, I'm pretty happy about Continental joining the ranked 1v1 um, map pool. I know Beal was raving about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, the casting, like, like what Caleb was just saying, uh, casting tournaments where Continental is a competitive map has been really fun to do, to just see. To see what takes place, how how games transpire on that map. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to actually be able to play it competitively. Uh, yeah. We'll see. And, and no mountain clearing. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I I really like mountain clearing. I've really I enjoyed did. playing on that oh, map. There. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. hey, 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 hey. I, I want no crap and beef given me to me from the Ottoman player about about Mongolian Heights or not Mongolian Heights about about uh, the mountain clearing. I feel like that's a map that favors both of those tips so heavily. Ottomans aren't huge on that. It's uh, I beg the difference. English. China, yeah, China English go crazy on mountain clearing. I think I've seen the Rus do pretty good on that map, too, with the Kremlin drop. Oh, yeah. That's There's a couple too, of yeah. viable strats on that one. Anyways, um, another interesting feature uh, coming in the pup, and it looks like it's coming just to the game, voice chat, chat uh, team voice chat yeah. in-game. Release the toxicity. Let's release it. Release the toxicity, yeah. That's, <laughs> this is an interesting one. Um, you do have the option to mute this, I believe. Uh, That's good. No more just pinging, like, here, 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 defend, 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 as your opponent just booms, as you get, you know, completely overwhelmed by your opponent's your opponent's just like Chinese booming in the background, you know, not worried. I guess you can then yell well, at him to, hey, hey, help me. But I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel this because I think Discord is such a big part of this game as far yeah. as the community that follows it. Um, I mean, obviously, we're all this on the Griot Barra and Rising Empires, but. Yeah, what this, this is an attempt to solve the problem of solo queuing in team games. Yeah, uh, mm. that, that's Good what it's luck. like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, this isn't this isn't the issue. Not being able to tell somebody something is not my is not the actual problem of solo queuing in team games. But that's what this is, because, as you mentioned, I'm playing with Ascalon and Tim and 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 Beal. I'm in Discord talking to them. I don't use in game voice chat. And if we're playing three people in a 4v4, I don't want to talk to the one schmuck not in the cool kids group. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, no, I hear you. That's just, it, this is an attempt to solve people who have been complaining and whining and going, I, you know, it's no fair that I'm getting matched up against fold pre-maids. This is not um, fair. This, I don't have any friends. Well, <laughs> and, it, and, I mean, and it is the reason that happens is because the player base is low and you couldn't have pre-maids versus not pre-maids uh, separate. But this is trying to bridge that gap, but it will never be a fix. Um but that's what this is for. The fix is join the Griobara Discord. Please. Yes, yeah, the yeah, fix yeah, is like join that. the Griobara, like join Rising Empires. Like uh, if you don't have friends, that's not an excuse. You have friends. They're just on the Griobara Discord. Exactly. Come on through. Anybody's welcome. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's I, I don't know. And then there's so many questions as to how well a voice chat is implemented, you know? Uh, it could be buggy as all get out. Hopefully it's nice and well made. I I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see on that one. It is interesting. I, I, do, I do think what you say, Caleb, about that is probably pretty accurate. They're trying to make that experience for multiplayer better for those queuing in solo, hoping to get a team. 
What I want is I want voice chat with the enemy in 1v1s. So that's oh, no, man. The salt. The salt that would happen. Please, no. It's been a while what since is... I've had someone rage at me like that. I, I've had people oh, rage at me. So it's good. been a long time since I've had someone tell me that my mom is blankety blank and blank blank Dude, myself and my family and my I sister. Played, I played Warzone with a buddy the other night and he had <laughs> like open comms. Oh man. Oh man. That was some Nothing's spicy worse than like playing like Call you. of Duty or something like that with like a 12 year old who starts saying all these slurs and you're just like, oh, how man, old are so you? Funny. Their, their voice is cracking mid slur. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. Imagine they went down the, the FPS route where, like, when the game over, they open all the mics. And oh, dude. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh, real man. toxic. Oh, I, real. I think that'd, that'd be, be a horrible thing. Content. That'd be crazy content. <laughs> that'd be some good content. I don't know about that. I think that would just... Uh, See, I, one thing I like about this game, and we've mentioned a couple times, is our population in this game is uh, single or not married middle-aged dudes more often than not. Uh, <laughs> typically <laughs> European. <laughs> it, it really is like anyone who's like anyone from like like mid twenties on up. Uh, that's the RTS crowd, and, I, and you know part of that is that we get overall more mature players that are more. Yeah. And I don't mean just mature as in graying hair. I'm talking like they can take a loss. You know, they're not going to freak out and be like, I don't know. I, I hate to be like. I feel like the most times I've ever queued in, people who usually rage at me that I've had rage, I don't think are native English speakers. I think they come from like maybe the Asian Pacific area. I feel like I get that vibe, like maybe India or I get I get some weird matchups where like I can tell that that's like that might be like the maybe a cultural thing. I don't know. Are they are they playing Abyssin? Are they no? <laughs> <laughs> but like I get, I get sometimes I get that vibe that like maybe it's like it, it, the way they the way and it's the way they they type in the chat makes me feel like it's like maybe someone from Southeast Asia speaking English because there's like a way that they kind of swear that like, kind of gives me like yeah it, it's like the way they always like go to your mom and the way they it's like <laughs> it's, I think it's a cultural thing and I don't want to like go too deep into it but like I don't know I feel like for the most part the main core of this game is pretty mature and pretty okay with things. And I think that's good. This voice chat thing hopefully will uh, not shake the boat too much on that one. I want to hear somebody say with their actual voice, GG easy. GG easy. Oh, man. Let's get it going. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> right, 1v1 me after this. Is yeah, that, this game's called a great one, tutorial. Oh, 1v1 drive, uh, mountain clearing. That's been the new, what the new thing. What do you mountain clearing? <laughs> Meet me on French Pass. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, French Pass. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Not creating new culture. Oh man. Uh, let's see what else is in this patch. Uh, we there's so much to talk about on this. We've just okay, just barely. Can I highlight like one thing that I yeah. feel like so we don't skip over it? Something I think huge coming to this game, especially on like the tournament scene, is uh the introduce the introduction of Empire Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned that yeah. a little bit ago. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and give us yeah, a spiel. That's huge. Basically, it's just like uh, see now. It was it's very big in uh, Age of Empires 2. Uh anytime you in the Red Bull Low, like one of those big tournaments, uh it's basically like for Age of Empires 2, it starts off in the feudal system. I think you already have 27 population. Like you basically start off with 27 pop. It's almost like it it like it kind of puts that build order. It, and obviously it's gonna be, you know, people are fans and people are not, but like, you know, a lot of people focus on build orders and how they want to start off in the dark age. It kind of puts that to rest. And if you start off with 27 economy, I think start off with a blacksmith, barracks, uh, one archery range, and a stable. And it basically is a pretty much a kickstart. Like, you know, that's slow. A lot of people kind of complain about how the game starts off slow in, uh, in the dark age and everybody's getting there. You know, everybody's kind of, you know, utilizing the bid orders and kind of, and it's, it's a, from the audience, it's a little bit slower. And maybe the game 
itself and come out and drag a little bit. But this fixes that. And basically, you pretty much start off in Age of Empires 4. You're still in Dark Age because of the landmark system. You know, you want to pick which landmark you want. But you start off and you have about like 12 villages on food already, eight on wood, and eight on gold. And it's like, it's a big Kickstarter. So a lot of these games that, you know, that have a it's pretty much just underdog. It's an underdog to just off rip. You're fighting, or as soon as you hit feudal, you are got a good amount of military started. So I think it's gonna really change the. It could be the future. There's gonna be a tournament with uh. Oh, Empire there's, Wars, yeah. There's definitely gonna be a tournament. There's, there's gonna be a tournament in Empire Wars, and uh, if oh, there's another Red Bull, there's another Red Bull. I think this might have been implemented for Red Bull Wall of Law because mm. um, I, they I, want I, their I agree. Yeah, yeah, because they they want the you know at Red Bull where they rent the castle out. They only have so much time to rent out that castle. They they can't be there all day. That's why Agent Parts <laughs> 2. Exactly. Exactly. I'd so love to see the negotiations two, on that one. That they, <laughs> like, yeah, AO2, so they had they have to play Empire Wars. That's no option. And I'm pretty sure they're watching four. They're like, oh my God, let's get on with it. So <laughs> So now, yeah, I think uh, this been implemented. If there is another big tournament in uh, Heidelberg, I don't say that right, but yeah, I think this is going to be the game mode. So people may have to get used to this being maybe the new standard, if not the new standard. I think, yeah, I think it's it's really interesting because it actually plays into kind of a, we won't j- jump into it too much, but it plays into the this kind of wider conversation of uh uh, Starcraft really played with the idea too, where you kind of shotgun people into the fun part of the game. Where yeah. Starcraft, they they up the the starting uh, villager drone, whatever you want to call them, count up to like from like six to twelve. I think they like uh-huh. doubled the starting mm-hmm. count because people just weren't doing a whole lot before then anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't even a game mode; it was just the standard going forward. And it's kind of this this interesting thing where what is the good balance between having mental prep time, having strategy time, knowing how to do the build orders correctly. And well, if we just start you with the where the build order would kick off, then, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of an interesting. Yeah, because a big part of that, too, topic. is like you, that time. I mean, the joke in this game is that, you know, Dark Age is just there to get to Feudal Age. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, there's more to it than just that. I do think yeah. this game is so macro focused that I think you that really starts in the dark age and not to mention that, but also scouting. I think scouting is kind of a big deal. Like that's where you start like your scouting patterns and how much of the area you uncover. Whether you go one scout or two scout. I mean, those things have big implications. So, yeah, I, yeah. I'm like I'm hesitant to say, yeah, let's speed up the dark age. The dark age only lasts four five minutes. So like. I, I don't know. I, I I'd love to. I'm ex- interested to see how this how this uh this mode plays out and how well received it is. I'm sure we will see some tournaments on it, as you mentioned. But oh, 100. I'm interested to see how we go from from here. So so I personally think uh, the Dark Age is in a in a good spot in AOE four. Um, yeah. I just the, the sheep mini game. Uh, if you're playing against Roos, uh, the bounty opening it up um i think the dark age is at a good good enough time where you can take that time to scout the map um you have options for different build orders out of the gate you can start putting together your strategy where i can see in age of empires 2 where a lot of the civs like the opening is the same in dark age 
it's the same thing over and over. There's no sheep. Like the sheep on the map aren't all spread out on the map. They're closer to your town center. So there's yeah. no mm -hmm. uh, incentive to keep the scouts running around. So I can see why they went for it in AoE 2. I'm not completely sold on it in AoE 4 yet. Although I do like the idea um, your start in Empire Wars is different based on your sieve. I like so, that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the map too. I think it uh, decipher different on the way the map. Well, it starts right. you off with some buildings too, right? So, and that's gonna be yeah. different. Yeah, it's. I think it'll be interesting. I definitely agree with Beal that I think Dark Age is in a pretty good spot. There's a lot of civs that can do things in Dark Age. I mean, even English has the Dark yeah. Age Men at Arms rush. Uh, mm -hmm. There's there's a lot there's a lot that can be done. I I do agree with Beal. Uh, I do hope this mode is at least a fun. I, I'm always open to having more options in the game as well. I do yeah. think that that is fun. Um, we have a lot more to cover here on this. Some major oh, yeah. things I don't want to miss out on. We're almost, this might be one of our longest episodes at this rate. Uh, I hope everyone's doing good on time. If not, let me know now. Um, I'm good. I, we could, I'd like to finish this up by seven uh, or in the next 20 minutes, if that's if possible, possible at all. Oh, we will try. Um, <laughs> we might have to keep talking about the pup next week as well, or uh, next time as well. Or maybe we'll do an extra bonus episode next weekend or something if we can and keep talking about the pop yeah, it's not a hard it's not a hard limit okay but well let us know if we need to end up any sooner i will we'll try to get through there's some major things i want to touch on um the trade update this is huge uh mm. trade has been a great source of gold in late game according to these patch notes however there are a number of civilization bonuses that make trade more effective earlier on we've updated the formula to streamline the experience and improve overall balance uh the it continues on to say Gold is now given every time the trader touches a market instead of that end of instead of at the end of their trip. So you're effectively getting more gold, gold more often, but less gold each time the trader arrives. This also means that there's less need for micromanagement when your trader's line is attacked. Simply right click on a market and they'll go back to trading without having to worry about losing the gold being carried. The set at home market button market button has been removed and replaced with restart trading button. Uh, traders now always remember the last market they were at and calculate income based off of that distance. Restart trading has traders resume their route after being moved or garrisoned. What do we think about that? That is a big change, fundamentally changing how trade works. Yeah. I have mixed opinions on this one, to be honest, guys. I'd, I don't feel like this fixes the underlying problems, per se. I, I think it does. I think... I think it's, I mean, it got rid of the trade trick. The tr sure. It gets rid of the trade trick. <laughs> that but gone. I don't know that the trade trick was the real problem with trade, personally. The trade trick was a way to buy some walk time. Yeah, the trade uh, trick got you a small boost of gold, and that's, it makes the traders pay for themselves a bit faster. So the trade trick was kind of big. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is enough to really so, change. I don't so know. This, this makes it, uh, less punishable because you your traders are not in a vulnerable state for nearly as long uh -huh. um which which means that when uh so i assume how this works is the trader gets half the what would be the normal trade amount so let's say you get 100 gold for a trip he would get 50 bring it to one market 50 bring it to the next market um and I don't know if that's necessarily true. If he like generates that gold over the distance, I don't know quite how that's going to calculate. Um, 
but essentially it, it eliminates the window of getting a huge sack of gold and then the raid potential of killing the traders on the way back, you know, damaging you a lot. Um, but it also. Uh, it also means that you're going to have less of these giant bursts of income, which was a big problem of the trade. Mm. Uh, yeah. Where because a lot of the issues is you'd get 750 gold in like a chunk and you'd be like, oh, man, now what do I spend all this gold on? I can age up instantly. Right. As opposed to what will now be in a more steady trickle akin to villagers. You know, okay. you, know, you know, I compare it to I compare it to like, OK, if you work and if you get paid biweekly rather than weekly, like it's like getting paid weekly rather than biweekly. So yeah, like once get, a month or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get paid like, you know, every week, every Friday instead of every other Friday. So that giant amount all at once, you kind of got a budget a little bit better because now you have a little bit less coming in at once. Exactly. Yep. And yeah, I'll be honest. I think that's a really so trade, this season, might... trade this season hasn't been as bad as has been the seasons before, too. So I'm curious how this will I'm curious if this will how this will work. I mean, because people have been saying trade has been busted for so long because it's such a benefit. I feel like now it's going to be harder to punish trade, but I guess it'll also be slower to boom super fast as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so you won't have to punish it as quickly because the problem was before is that you would have four traders. And if they got home, (laughs) the guy was castle age. (laughs) Um, as opposed to now where you have he's going to get some he can make a little extra he could have you know maybe uh, uh, stipend some of that that he was missing for the next age up but he's not going to get it's it's not going to be there is a single window and if you don't catch it you're done type of Mm -hmm. system but at the same time at the same time if the traders go and come back they're getting the same amount of gold aren't they yeah, I think it's the same amount, just not all as not it's, as much. I mean, the time so, it takes to get that same amount hasn't changed, though, right? I mean, minus minus the trade trick, of course. The trade trick being gone does cut that a little bit down. Uh, well, yeah, because now now you uh, now yeah you eliminate the trade trick because it, uh, and and so that I guess the the big payoff window doesn't exist anymore because it, mm-hmm. uh, the trade trick is shortening that payoff, and so now it's like. Basically eliminating that trade trick and making it so you have as much time to get to the punishment. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good point. I guess it doesn't reduce the. Yeah, I think I think you still I think you still make the same amount of gold. It's just you just divide it up, you know, like you just don't Mm -hmm. like uh, like you mentioned uh, Calamari, how you said, uh, you know, how, you know, when you do the you get there and come back to your base, you do the full round trip, you know, instead of you getting, you know, 500 gold now again 250 at one point and then 250 the next trip like so it just mm-hmm. you don't get that like big deposit like mm-hmm. that yeah. you go it's, from like I'm zero gold very to like 3,000 yeah. in like a minute mm-hmm. because because the trade so, trick yeah. is what made that pay itself off so fast but yeah. now uh your traders go out and once they get across the map anyways they've already kind of paid for themselves because they're getting half the gold already I mean, obviously, yep. the trade trick was you get that full amount. So I guess that's been cut down. So I guess it's a yeah. small. This seems like a small nerf to trade, but not a huge one. I don't know. Right. It's small it, nerf to trade. It, it doesn't tax your micro as much without the trade trick, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, and if, if the try if the trade trick didn't exist, this would be a if if in a world where the trade trick had never existed, I would say this was a buff to trade. Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. Because now yeah, you're getting half of it already, and you're you're. Uh, traders are already going to pay for themselves 
on half that trip. So yep. this is almost like saying, hey, the trade check existed. Now we're just basically programming it in to meet in the middle more. And it already is kind of just a thing. Now it's like almost the default, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. In a way. And I think that's a good change. I, I think it's a good change. Um, I think I think it's trending in the right direction still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like about. that. You won't have to do the trade trick. I do like that. That won't have to be a gimmick. Everyone has to do now. Although right, I was right. really happy when I learned how to do it. It made me feel really good for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's enough on the trade. A couple other things I want to touch on. I saw. Uh, so there are a couple of interesting things here. Unique options for every civilization. Um. I saw so there's new technology coming in. It's called new spy glasses. Tech. It's the new spy glasses technology available from stables in the Imperial Age. It increases the line of sight of scouts. Scouts no longer gain extra line of sight as the player ages up. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that because I I don't know. I'm not sure that that's so, a, a thing anyone's going to grab in Imperial Age because you're already going to have a bunch of towers anyways. Maybe. I feel like it, scouts it's nerf, matter it's less scout. late game. It's it's a nerf to scouts. I like it. Uh, I kind of do too. I kind of do too. I I yeah. like it because when when do you need when when would you like need large vision range in the imperial age? Right, castle to imperial. Uh, when things are kind of if things are stabilized, if people are building keeps, things like that. That's when you like want to see with your trebs. That's when. Do we know the numbers? Is it is it more than the normal imperial, um, or is it just spyglasses has you unique? It doesn't tell me the numbers on this. Maybe it just, it just, it just as increases the line of sight of scouts. I mean, yeah, maybe if it makes them like super scouts, I'd be down for it because I don't feel like I notice the difference with scouts through the ages too much. But if it just keeps it normal as in Dark Age and then this is like doubling the size of scouts in Imperial Age, I'd be down for that. Then it would keep scouts from is being it? important because I don't feel like they're that important late game at all. Oh, here. Let me boot up the pup. You guys keep going. You've got the pup. Oh, all right. nice. Nice. Someone's got yeah, the pup. Down there. Oh, yeah, he's doing his thing. It's on top of it. Uh, let's see. There's some naval changes. I don't really want to go into those right now. Um, it's going to be a two-week continued on the pup. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, they've increased the I'm bonus damage to Springle ships to kill all buildings faster. So that's coming up. Uh, there's a couple of unique units. Um, the Abbasid's Man-at-Arms have been renamed to the Ghulam. Yeah. Looks like, I, I don't want to say Gollum, like, like Lord of the Rings, but Ghulam. The Spearsome <laughs> Warrior boosts a powerful strike. Um, a lot of, I know someone, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, cavalry has been reworked in this game. I know that was one of the oh, big yeah. things. Uh, Caleb, did you want to talk about that more? You mentioned that, I think, at the beginning of this episode, too, that cavalry is going to be a big thing. Uh, sorry, I was booting up. Possibly. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Sorry, sorry. Let me put you on the spot there. No, you're good. So I, we're, uh, we're talking, talking about talking the new, about the new cavalry? Yeah, the cavalry. I mean, horsemen for Delhi have been renamed to Ghazi Raiders. Uh-huh. Um, they use a mace in combat. And they're increasing their Yeah, so cost. they're men at arms on horses. Men at arms uh, on horses. Yeah, so I think I, I enjoy the changes uh, towards uh, uh, asymmetry. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that having more unique things uh, is is really good for the game, specifically how this game is designed. And I think that, uh, oh my gosh, hold on. <laughs> quit it booted up the tutorial oh um, no oh, man. oh no 
Uh, okay. So I think that they're really good changes to make, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 uh, men in arms on a horse is a new type of unit. It's a good way to make that horse different from everybody else's horses and things like that. Um, but when you get things that are too unique, you end up with problems that you have with Malian units. Uh, so they need to be very careful about going too specific and too like hyper focused on certain ones, because otherwise, uh, one group loses a horseman <laughs> for the sake of having a men at arm on a horse, right? Mm. Um, and so, like, I think the uh, one of the bigger ones that I think is going to be crazy is the the Mongol knights. That's like, yeah, that's what I mean. What? Yeah, they're not only oh, just getting that, crazily man. changed. They're now in feudal. I saw a meme. Uh, I saw a meme on the Reddit for this, and it was the Andy holding Woody. And it was HRE was and it was a Woody. And it was like, oh, I don't want to play with you anymore. And it was, yeah, he, he had Mongols instead. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this, uh, that's what I'm seeing. See, these Mongols, what, what are the other uh, the The Kashyyyk? The Kashyyyk. The Kashyyyk. There you go. Kashyyyk. I like that. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, what I'm, what I'm, <laughs> dude, what I'm seeing is these guys look insane. And the fact that they restored three hp each time they attack like these dudes are these these uh these new mongol lancers that are now like how does that play into like like what is the french rank now they have now they have another feudal age knight pretty much now that also heals itself by attacking the enemy so while you're attacking you're also healing vampires 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 lower attack lower hp than normal knights okay by quite a bit, like they're still uh, your blood. Middle age attack is fifteen compared to the French is nineteen. HP is one forty five compared to one ninety. So it they're they're weaker. Yeah, they're in in stats. Um, they're a little cheaper. Uh, twenty twenty resources less for food. Twenty resources less for gold. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can just attack walls to regenerate your HP. Oh, you can. I oh, hope they change that. That, that would yeah. be lame. Buildings that would be lame. More units. Yeah. I hope they get rid of the buildings part. I that that sounds kind of yeah, lame to me. That right there. Yeah, that's insane. I don't know how start. I feel about that. Molotov cocktail random. should not make you feel healthier. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that might get patched out. It's got to be only other military units. Um, English has some interesting changes. Sorry, I don't mean to cut off. I'm trying to keep this. Oh, you're good. Oh, you're good. Uh, English has a couple of interesting things. Just because I'm the resident Englishman, I'm just looking at this. Uh, It doesn't look like they got nothing. Got really buffed except for one thing in particular that I think is hilarious. Uh, English, the English campfire ability was moved from away from the longbows and has been moved to meta arms and has been completely reworked. It no longer requires research, so that just happens. It costs 25 wood to deploy. You can have a maximum of five camp campfires at any time and they are no longer providing healing they now provide a 30 percent increase to sight range and increase to the units in the rate sorry plus 30 percent sight range increase to units in the area and they also provide some natural sight range if no units are nearby the developer note on this is that the campfire ability hasn't been in much use they want to revitalize the sieve with a new ability that helps the core roster shine instead of providing a raw power this ability has multiple interesting scouting potentials such as being put in stealth forests or on tall terrain to enhance a scout even further. Note the campfires are also attackable by an enemy and only have one hit point, so they are best used as strategic 
at strategic times. That's kind of interesting. The other fun thing I'm noticing uh, is that the villager hunting longbow range for English villagers has been increased from 2.8 tiles to 5 tiles. You're going to be able to long snipe deer now. That's going to be so much fun. Uh, that's about it for English, though. I don't know. I really feel like, see, I like the change they made to the campfire. I think it's very, remember we, we had an episode, I said, like, no one makes this. Yeah, I was the, the only one. Saying, no one makes the campfires. But I feel like the fact that it's providing sight range would just be more, bit like, why make it for men in ours? Why not the longbowmen? That would be more beneficial. Well, they've already got longer range than Dark Age scouts. But but once they had that, throw that down, they'd be able to see more see, I think I think this this makes me want to make more men at arms as English now because now I can right. I can raid with them I can put a campfire up and see where they're at and then come around and oh, attack. Okay. okay, I see you, Sam. He's that way. Yeah, I I thought that this, the campfires gives you more range, so now you can like maybe snipe over wood lines. Yeah, maybe maybe overpower. Maybe maybe that would be a little too much. Well, I like the idea of having them for like just twenty five gold wood, just twenty five wood to pop one down in a stealth force, and you can just see. I mean that that that's I'm really interested to see how that plays out. That that that's a fun change. I think we'll see how that one and, goes. And is it is there a timer on it, or is it just no? It, it it's it's like a it has a hit point, and you can have five at any time. They just stay there. They cost twenty five wood. They have one hit point that someone can break them down if they want. Oh, okay, I like that. So okay. your enemy can go and break them down and with just one hit. So okay, cool. kind of interesting little thing. Up some vision. Uh, there's okay. there's so much. There's a lot. Yeah, I, I think the the big thing is it'll incentivize more minute arms for, for English. English yeah, is, yeah. Um, I, Even I just a, a couple to have them just like as a support for the campfires. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. um, uh, I'm looking at the Ottomans. Uh, two big changes. One, the Sapahi. Yeah, get a lovely buff um, and expensive. They're gonna more. be beefier. Yeah. Well, if you got military schools, you get them yeah. For free. Uh, so oh they're a little slower, but they, uh, do three more damage, um, in feudal, uh, they do four more damage in castle, five more in Imperial compared to what they used to do. But the big thing is I'm looking at here is that their attack range That's what I'm yeah. looking at. 9 to 0.75. That's huge. That so makes them right? villager slayers. You got men at arms, like trying to protect some archers are just going to go over your head and just poke That's them. Right <laughs> oh my word. Screw this, Apahi. Great bombard emplacement replaces cannon emplacement on keeps. Stealing my thunder. Yeah, oh, I my wanted, goodness. Like, I read that. It's like, yes, I. that is the best thing. Oh, my Wait word. Wait a minute. I didn't even realize that. That's insane. Yeah. He said Slap stealing my thunder. Right on the keep. Beal's going to start that making some is. static offenses, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's insane. Imagine building a forward keep and then throwing that on there, Imperial. What? Wow. Oh, no. Wow. That is insane. That's pretty good. I did not I did not know that. All right. Hey, you know, hey, you know, Ottoman just make them stronger. Why not? <laughs> uh Caleb, did you find out the difference in the scout vision? Working on it right now. Yep. Okay, okay. I'm still I I, I wanna we'll end with that before we go off to our extra sheeps. I'm really interested yep. to see what that'll be. Uh any other big changes? I think we covered a good number of them right there, actually. Um yeah, maybe. There's some changes to water and naval stuff. I might save that for later. I'm not super interested in that. I don't, not yeah. to be hating on water or anything like that, but. Maybe, maybe those are the big things. Maybe like for individual seals, we can touch back on that. Oh, HRE did over. get a change. Uh, there, I know a lot of people have been complaining that HRE didn't get a lot of changes, but benediction and devoutness have been combined into one. Thank goodness. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, this was the, the construction speed 
increase on when you're in the uh, presence of a prelate and the resource gathering increase when you're near a prelate. Those were two separate ones. And I would always click the one, go, oh, wait, no, I don't want the construction speed. I want the gather rate because who cares about mm -hmm. increasing construction speed just seems kind of like, eh, like plus 25 percent is nice, but not I'm not usually worried about it. Now they combine that into one. Um, so it looks like Voutness now provides 10% resource gathering and plus 25% construction speed instead of just 15% construction speed. So now that's a really good attack. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a that's a must get now in Castle I think, Age. I think I think the name should have stayed Benediction. That's a cooler word to me. I think Probably Devoutness. I think Devoutness <laughs> makes a bit more makes a bit more sense. I think. It probably makes more sense. Benediction is a great name. My first shout that Benediction. There you go. Yeah, Benediction kind of has a kind of has like a conclusion kind of feeling yeah, to it. You know, yeah, like we're going to close yeah. this in prayer kind of feel. Whereas devoutness, I think, makes a bit more sense that they're just so devout they're Probably working does. harder. Yeah, exactly. Not to get nitpicky okay. or anything, but. Yeah, it's actually, yeah. So yeah, HRE got something. That's actually pretty something. good. That's, uh, to me, that's like, it's, not, it's not huge. I don't think HRE needs a lot. I think HRE is actually in a pretty good spot. Yeah, that really upgrade, good spot. that upgrade for their eco. I think HRE, those HRE fans out there, I know this isn't a huge bunch of changes for you guys. But I think you just focus in on the eco a little more. Get that upgrade. See how it feels. That's that. I mean, plus 25% construction speed is nothing to sneeze at. Just saying. What I do mean, China, what's their, what's their construction speed? Uh, I think it's twice the speed. Well, Isn't so it? Make 50%. Okay, so like a little watered down China when it comes down to construction. If you get that technology, maybe do a fast but, keep. Yeah, you can still drop a fast keep now. I, I think it's... yeah. I think because I had always clicked on that for the resource gathering, but now combining the two, now I'm getting both for the same price. Yeah, that's, that's me is huge. Sweet. That's huge. That makes that a way better tech. I think it's a little underrated. People aren't looking at that. As yeah, much. people should look at that. That's a, that's a decent. Uh, it's not a huge change, but that's a nice quality of life. That's a subtle bu buff for the HRE. Anything yeah, else? Delhi had a lot of things change. A lot of their war elephants are having some changes here. Um, check out check out Delhi. Don't their uh, horsemen get uh maces now? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. They're the I think Gazi oh. Raiders now. So now they're that's horsemen who have maces. That'll that's be sweet. That'll be interesting. We'll see a lot more of those. I don't know if I, I don't know if Delhi really needed a huge buff. I know they weren't like the S tier that people thought they would be, but I don't know that they needed a huge, huge buff. Anything yeah. with Chinese here? Like that was a pretty good spot. Oh yeah, I think Chinese, oh yeah, Chinese got some stuff for sure. Uh the Grenadiers. Nesta Bees got a buff. What the heck? That's insane. Nesta Bees received plus two additional rocket arrows per volley, but reusable, bar reusable barrels uh, does not reduce the cost of them anymore. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear about the scouts. Let's hear about it. Okay, so I'm going to first of all touch on I heard HRE. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the change is like actually pretty wild yeah no that uh, that to me is huge that's a hugely important change for the yeah because you, you basically never got it beforehand um it was nice for like you know if you're doing like late game keeps or trying uh -huh. to get up like walls and stuff yeah. like that and like otherwise you never touched the increased construction you never touched ever. it because it was a lot of money for uh what feels like not very much 15 percent increase was nothing. nothing and you'd get the bonus on top of the other one and that bonus and got buffed yeah, and the bonus got buffed. Uh, and now you will, when you upgrade that in Castle Age, you will just instantly upgrade it because you wanted to anyway to get the increased prelate buff anyway. Uh, you'll be building everything faster, including your Imperial Age landmark, your Imperial Age landmark, right? 
So now you'll be able to get that upgrade without spending anything extra more than you normally would. And you'll be able to get to Imperial faster. You'll get castles up faster. You'll get your defenses up faster um, without having to do anything extra. Um, it's it's actually pretty crazy. Yeah, if you're an HRE guy, you should be feeling pretty OK. Like nothing fundamentally changed. Your Civ just got that much better, though. So, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be happy. I'm happy about it. Yeah, you're much more happier. You're much more happier now than you were when English got crazy fast crossbows or the Malians existed. Uh, <laughs> so, scouts, uh, the from the testing that I did very preemptively uh, or preliminarily, I guess, uh, the scouts are stuck with Dark Age uh, vision <laughs> until Imperial, at which point it increases to about Castle. That's kind of oh, lame. Wow. I don't feel like so that's overall sight range is like way down on scouts. How like so? How much does the uh, attack cost? It costs. Uh, I don't know how much it costs. It wasn't like tons. Okay. Uh, I can boot it back up if I need to, but it's. Uh, I already felt. Cost, I already I did, felt I like look at scouts. The cost, but it was a thirty percent increase in sight range, which is about three tiles, which is about where you would be in castle age. That feels pretty bad. I feel like scouts lose their effectiveness late game anyways, because you're just building towers. Like, obviously, it helps to have them, but I don't feel like they were that vital late, late game because you're building static defenses, especially for towers and stuff. I, I don't know if I like that change. I'll be honest. I feel like if it was a bigger buff, I'd be more excited about it. I, well, I, I think it makes it harder to just park a scout safely outside of somebody's base aggression and and just sit there and stare at them. Because before it was a two tile range increase from the same vision you have now every time you age up. Uh -huh. So uh, by the time you hit castle, you saw a little bit further than you do now with the Imperial upgrade. And then you, Imperial, you saw really, really long ways. Uh, Basically, nobody used them in Imperial, as you were saying. When you got to Castle, that's kind of when they started to fall off. But in Feudal Age, you'd get that two-tile buff, and that was, like, very, very crazy for, like, scouting with, you know, for, for Feudal uh, uh, longbow pushes and things like that. Mm -hmm. You could just kind of park them near a wood line, and they would see kind of everything. And this uh, makes it so you have to push them a little more dangerously close to get the vision you We're want to see a aggressive. lot more dead scouts in the future. I think uh, mm -hmm. that's because, yeah, you, there's no I think gone will be the days of just parking your scout outside the range of someone's town center, because now you're not going to see and you have to be you're, you're going to have to get close enough to the town center. It's going to see you if you see it. Exactly. And so you'll know you're being scouted. And so I think it's not a terrible change because it kind of particularly in feudal age when they show up, it kind of forces people to show that they're watching you. Almost. Uh -huh. OK. Um. Um, that's just yeah, there's one last thing I want to touch on, and then we will probably take a quick break and go to our extra sheep. Uh, we were talking about Fire Lancers today. Uh, they have just, I don't know, I agree with this choice very much. So Fire Lancer Torch Damage has been reduced from 36 to 40 to 36 and 40 to from Castle and Feudal and Imperial down to 30 and 34. Big Torch Damage nerf. Uh, in Castle Age, melee damage has been increased from 11 to 13, and Imperial Age, melee increased from 13 to 15. The developer note is this. We want to reduce Fire Lancer ability to focus fire and defeat landmarks while increasing their ability to fight in direct engagements. Doesn't that counter, doesn't that underdo exactly what they were meant to do? 
I'm, I'm a little confused by this. I thought their whole point was that they were the landmark snipe. Like now they're going to be subpar, st still subpar fighters in direct combat. And now they're weaker against buildings. I mean, they're not broken. They're not broken units. They're pretty good now, though. Are they, though? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like they've lost they a bit of their identity. Yeah, I mean, what I mean, I, I, is that what they're like meant? Like, is that what they're known for? It's just like they're known just landmark snipe and snipe pretty much, snipe. yeah, basically, yeah. What no. that's what they're known for was that the intention? Exactly, yeah. is that what they're like? That's fair. But I mean, what what is their role then, though? What is the role? I thought their role was to. I mean, the whole point of the financer was to course stuff down. What role are they trying to fill now? They still kind of do that. Are they just supposed to be? also okay at fighting I, what, what are they countering what are they what 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 purpose do they have in your army's composition maybe they I didn't think... like oh i'm go sorry ahead. go for okay no, well I'm, I'm saying well maybe maybe they didn't like the fact that they were just used for landmark sniping they want to be more dynamic i mean they probably seen what they're being used for in the community and pretty much like we said it's pretty much like a well all is lost let me just try this and when you start seeing fire lunch you kind of knew what they were going to do now, I mean, they have more combat capabilities. So now they're just, they still, they're mainly used for what they've been used for. But now they can also, if you have to, stop and kind of, you know, hold their own. And I think maybe they're trying to make a little bit more dynamic, except for like what the meta has been, which is pretty much just snipe siege or snipe landmarks. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, yes, I think Neville's is, is pretty close. Uh, I believe what they intended them to do was be a raiding unit um, mm -hmm. where they charge in and, bah, 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 and they get the cool firecracker noise and you do a bunch of burst damage when oh, you charge in. so like against like villagers and stuff, they can raid better. Yeah. Okay. So you run in and go bah, 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 and, and raid eco better. They did a little more damage to burn down some like extra defenses or whatever. Um, but they were like really good at like hit and run tactics, run and pop some damage, run away, run and pop some damage, run away. And I think they just had the numbers a little too tuned towards that and didn't give them enough staying power where uh, now they can kind of stay there and fight maybe some defensive units, right? You have uh, some men at arms at home or something. They can kind of fight those now as opposed to before. If they didn't one shot them with their shotgun spears, they just do nothing. Okay, so now they're um, a more so effective they're trying to shift them to like now they're awkward because they're like a late castle where you have to have the the dynasty, <laughs> uh, and so that's not like not like when you raid, but um, I think that's the intention initially was it uh, uh, raiding units, and they're trying to shift them that direction again. Okay, I like the idea of having them be raiding units more than just landmark snipe units. I, I get that. I'll, I'll accept that. I accept that. That makes sense. Actually, anything about that. All right, I think we are going to take a very, very quick break here, and then we'll come back and finish out this incredibly long. I think we keep going longer and longer. We just have so much to talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll end this oh, yeah. episode here with our extra sheeps right after this. Hey, guys, this is the part of the show where Sakatin normally does shout outs, and Sakatin's still at work, so I'm going to do the shout outs for him. Our first shout out is for Caleb Calamari. Sakatin this week was very concerned that I am very close to labor and that with that we wouldn't be able to get this podcast up in time for you guys. Caleb was very good to offer to help step in if things took a turn for that. We also really really appreciate his input in this this week's episode. Very grateful for him for coming on. I can't remember if this is the point where Sakatin also shouts out Devils and Beals 
They're both great. Everyone on the show is good. Thank you guys. It has been suggested that we look for some guests on the show. I say we like I'm part of this show. Just go with it. Suckerton would love to do this and would love to reach out and get some of these things going. It would take a lot of coordination. We're just at a little point in our life where we'll have to wait for that. Um, however, if you know anyone or have contact with anyone that would want to be on this show, we'd love to hear from you guys. We can be contacted via Discord or email. We'll give those at the end of this shout out. Um, also, we have a Patreon. We have made our goal, I believe, to have, a, have enough revenue to host this podcast so that it, we aren't paying for this out of pocket, which is amazing. Thank you so, so much to our Patreon members. We are looking tentatively at more Patreon content, um, but again, we're in kind of a busy time of our life, so we'll get to that eventually. But really, really appreciate your guys' support. Um, would also like to shout out the Griabara. Great Discord channel server. Really appreciate them and their support, um, as well as the Rising Empires. They do lots of tournaments, lots of good things to get in, um, players included on all levels. Um, Soccerton does have a Discord. There is podcast channels on there. We would love to hear from you guys. Love to hear your feedback, hear what you want. These episodes are planned, hoping to make create content that you guys will enjoy. We'd love to hear your feedback. I love this little clip. I'll play it here in a second. This little clip was recorded during the break, just between Socrates and Turn Novels. Really, you guys, they love the feedback. Okay. I've gotten so much uh, feedback that people just love this. People have just been really oh, loving great. like the that, podcast. That, that, that's the motivation. That's the motivation to kind of keep doing. It's pretty dope. I love being just a support here and seeing Socrates light up every time he shows me a good comment or or things that you guys have said and suggested he really really loves that i know that beal and sir nevels feel the same um so we'd love to hear your feedback you can reach us on Socrates discord Socrates also has an email Socrates at gmail.com super easy if you wanted to send some ideas there or get in contact about about guests on the show um, and again, we really appreciate you listeners. Really appreciate you listening. Really appreciate you guys and your positivity and, and what you guys give to the Socrates, Bill, and Nevels. So happy to make this show and so happy that you guys have been so supportive of it. So thank you. Anyway, I think that is everything on my little list of I think I'm doing this right. So I'll send it back to the real show. You guys don't really want to listen to me. You want to listen to the cool guys. So here they are. Okay, we are back. Time for our extra sheeps. This is the part of the episode where we all share one final bit, tidbit thing we learned or liked or just feel like we want to share uh, about Age of Empires 4 or really anything else if we really want. Um, let's see, does anyone have a burning desire to go first today? Usually I just tell someone, but let's have Beal go first. I've been missing Beal, man. He's, he's, he was gone last sure. week. Let's hear him. What's his extra sheep? Yeah, I mean, uh, my extra sheep kind of rolls right into that. Uh, so I, I learned that taking a week off from the game and coming back was actually really beneficial to me because um, I came back and I hit the ladder hard and I've been playing better than I was uh, compared to before I took the week off. And I think it's just because um, I've lost some of the bad habits that I'd get stuck in um, when I'm playing. Uh, those bad habits faded away and now I can focus more on, you know, oh, properly executing my strategies. Uh, so 
what I learned is take a break every now and then. Just take some time away from the game. <laughs> Don't think about it. Uh, refresh yourself. Come back, and I think you'll shake off some of the baggage that you're carrying, especially if you're if you've been on like a tilting losing streak for a bit. Just go do something else, and then yeah. come back. Yeah, it's not often That's that you. It's not often that you know you get like one of those times where you want to. I'm really fumbling my words here. I feel like it's always really good when you uh, take a quick break and then you start getting excited about the game again. That's always a good sign that you've taken just enough time oh, yeah. off when you get excited and you start itching to play again. Because I think what Sir Neville said a couple weeks ago uh, was like, is this game fun to play? Well, sometimes it's not. It's just more about the reward you get out of it. And mm -hmm. that's okay. That's okay. But sometimes you need to take a break and make it fun again. Yeah, I like that. Sir Neville, yes, do you want to give us your extra sheep? All right. Uh, yeah, got one for you. And actually, it's actually like uh, something that really I literally had no clue ex existed until I watched. Um, so it's a YouTuber called Age of New. And, you know, I don't know, a lot of people might know him, but he basically like he like, does really deep dives, like how the technology and how things work in the game from like a really like a almost like a mathematician standpoint. And he released his video called Top 50 Tips. And it was one that really stood out to me that I think a lot of people don't we take in consideration uh some called lanchester's law and pretty much it is the power of like an overwhelming military force in the game and that sometimes like okay i'll give you an example say for example you have 10 knights and your enemy has nine knights and you go to battle with them that does not mean that at the end of the battle you're going to have one knight left it's not like always 10 minus nine, and that's how the outcome of the game's gonna come. The fact that, like, once it's as a heat fight is super good, I really recommend going to watch it. But basically, how he breaks it down is that the more, the more, the overwhelming military is pretty much always gonna win if it's equal, if it's an equal military. So, like, just because you have 10 knights and they have nine does not mean the outcome's going to be one on your end. Sometimes it can be you can have four nights left over because the more you kill, then like you eventually to overwhelm your enemy's military based on you having a bigger military itself. So like sometimes, OK, like, you know, if you got a military and you're attacking your enemy, it'd be the exact same. And it's, you know, you have 100 nights, they have 80. So you're thinking like, oh, yeah, well, at the end of this, I'm going to have 20 at the end. Well, really, like you'll have at like the end 40 or something. You, yeah. Yeah. You're going to have 40 because the more you kill, then, like, if you, if you A move, the more you kill, then you go to it, then eventually you have two nights on one night, like, you know, then you'll beat that one faster, and those two nights that took up that one night will be able to go to another one, and you'll be able to eventually, at the end of the battle, the numbers, like, it's, based on what I'm saying, it's not really a game of adding and subtracting when it comes down to... It's a game of, like, exponential. It's like, it's like exponential snowballing. I get that. Exactly. that that's really cool. That's yeah. a good way to think so, about like, it. And that's something, that's something I literally, like, I just, this video's been out for a while, and I, like, I would watch it, but kind of not really like kind of play in the background, not fully watch it. He brought that up and I was like, wait a minute. Like I will literally like playing this game. I would charge an enemy and I would see like, oh, okay. Um, oh, he has 12 nights. I have 10. Okay. He'll have two left over. I'll just reinforce that. And then we'll fight. And I'll have, I was like, hey, move in, kind of go check on my comment, come back and he'll have five nights. And I'm like, wait a minute. Well, what, how do you get five? That doesn't add up. Like I'll think that like it's an add a subtraction game. When really it's not. It's like, the pretty much if you the militaries are even w the bigger number is always going to win and and the number which sounds obvious but the number is not going to be like oh okay well you know he just had two more than me so at the end of the fight he's going to have two left 
no, like it just it snowballs to where at the end of the fight, he's probably gonna have five or six left. Mm-hmm. And then and then you and he stacks on top of that, and that's how you kind of get military, you can get overran that quickly just from not really taking that consideration. So it's called Lanchester's Law. I recommend watching it on Agent Noob. Yeah, it's a top 50 tip. I don't know what tip it is. Like it's uh, somewhere in the middle there. I think it's like tip mm, 31. I just looked it up again, but yeah, it's it's a good it's a, something good to consider. That's awesome. Wow. Um, I'll go ahead and give my extra sheep, and then we'll finish with Caleb. Uh, mine is uh, the power of the Berkshire. I was okay. watching our dear friend AOE Beal on his Twitch channel. You should go give him a follow, everyone. He's really fun. Um, <laughs> I was watching his great game. Guy. He was having fun. He was doing great. Uh, he was on Hideout. Also, screw Hideout. I hate the map. Terrible map. It's the worst Terrible. map ever. I, I never, I never like it. Everyone says so. Um, <laughs> I really don't like that map. Uh, but yeah, Beal was playing Ottomans into English. Uh, English were doing what English do best. Uh, just going all in on feudal, uh, making Beal's life really hard. And what they did, they went, they went Imperial. <laughs> and, and not to throw Beal under the bus, but they put this Berkshire down on close to his base. And this thing just started torching everything down. I did not realize that their Berkshire had been so buffed. Um, I remember kind of like the old day, old age, like Berkshire, you know, back in the day. Uh, this thing is making me wonder if it's better than Wingard. And I I like want to like slap myself for saying that because Wingard has always been the better landmark. It's always the way to go. You get those cheap trebs. But man, an aggressive Berkshire Palace has got some crazy fire arrows and just the range of it and the Gatling gun. It's it's like having a white, uh, a red palace. It was as good as the Red Palace, I think. It was, mm. in every sense of the way, it just felt exactly the same in the range. I cannot express just how far this thing's range was. Uh, that so range yeah. is insane. In the that, game. That's my extra cheap. I didn't realize, as an English player, I didn't realize that Berkshire is viable, especially uh, in a forward position like that. And usually if you're putting one down, you're already probably winning the game. But wow, I was just really impressed by that. And that was my extra cheap. <laughs> I'm glad you're so impressed by that. I was, I was, it was, it was crazy. I, I think I'll put that in your chat too. Like I found my extra sheep. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, look at this. Yeah, I don't think it's you're getting, Google you're level getting of your a red palace. To you. yeah. Crazy. Wow, this is great. Uh, As feels like like stressing it, his whole base is on fire. Yeah, that felt kind of yeah, bad. But. I, I don't think it's to the level of red palace with the damage against armored units, but still with the increased damage off the flaming arrows, uh, it is it is certainly. Uh, much better than it used to be and it's not like it's not hey i've I've dropped berkshire palaces on opponents before it's not like that was ever a bad choice but it's an even better choice yeah it makes now. it makes that choice oh, yeah. one you have to actually give some thought now and it's and moving forward i'm going to be giving it more thought like ooh, do i want a or b do like I they both berkshire his face yeah. yeah it's no longer for me it was <laughs> for so long it was an automatic choice of wingard and now it's gonna be an actual Choice, so I'm and I'm glad for that. I like when landmarks are of comparable value. I think yeah, were... definitely, it's a good buff to it. Um, it just sucks when it's built in your face. <laughs> yeah, it sucks when it's on on your right. your base. Sucks uh, to be a victim. I'm sorry, Bill. You deserve that. He deserved better. <laughs> I mean, he got he was playing on hideout, so yeah, that was where he yeah, went wrong to begin with. But right there. <laughs> uh, Caleb, you are the last in line for our extra sheep today. Yeah, and mine, uh, I. I didn't have one walking in and now I have one. Uh, <laughs> it piggybacks off of kind of what Beale and, and even Neville's was talking about a little bit. Uh, 
I haven't been playing the game a whole lot myself. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering. Me and my wife have kind of been playing a different RTS uh, that's a little more co-op friendly where you can kind of fight waves of guys and stuff. Anyway, um, and it's and it got me thinking. I was doing some reading on some stuff. Uh, taking a break is a really, really good idea. Uh, but not only taking a break, but taking a break and stepping into other games, games that you might not know games that you might not have learned before and then sitting down and just spending some amount of time learning those games, kind of how they function, how they play. And then what you can start to see is improvement in the game you came from mm. uh, because because there's there's these concepts outside of games like Lanchester's Law, which is a mathematical uh, thing that the army actually uses. Um, where you, you can learn these things and then uh, from other games or from other sources and then apply them to things that you used to be involved in. So like I when I stepped away from League of Legends with from to play Age of Empires, I learned that when I went back to League of Legends, I felt like I was just playing better. And it's because mm -hmm. I learned how to watch my mini map better because in Age of Empires, if you don't do that, you just die. Um, <laughs> th th things like that, where you where branching out from a singular game can help you improve the game that you want to focus on. So taking a, a break for a week like Beal did and uh, spending that time doing something else or spending that time just learning a new game, uh, I have learned can help improve at the game that you played. Uh, and that's a, a proven concept by uh, other pretty high level game devs as well. So that's cool. actually, I didn't think about that. <laughs> you know, I was playing Rainbow Six Siege and uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you, any FBA players out there that want to the Age of Empire of first-person shooters. Play some Siege. I'll get you. <laughs> I've been well, playing yeah, lots exactly. of baseball, it's, and let me tell you, that. learning how to do a double play, I can hit a, I can hit a dinger at a full yard. <laughs> I, I, it's going to help me go. in my uh, Age of Empires. <laughs> no, no, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Out. Even just mentally. Just... There are, I mean, there are some games that are, you know, uh, it's, you know, if you're watching Beale stream Oblivion, those skills aren't exactly transferable. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Dude, I want I want to but, Skyrim but, like, stream with Beal so sometimes. It's so calming, though. It's so calming, you know. No, saying? it's calming, and there are games <laughs> that are meant for that. But like, like you were saying with Rainbow Six, right? There are oh, things yeah. playing Rainbow Six that you would learn. Yeah, that it would transfer to Age of Empires. There are things, mm -hmm. not necessarily baseball, but if Socrates was playing, uh, even like Settlers of Catan, right? Learning some some more broad strategy type stuff. Yeah, can be applicable if there was a weak. Spot in in you before i do love me some sheep and settlers Catan as well not gonna lie guys not gonna lie i've got a shirt i've got a shirt that uh, uh says uh it's got a tile on it and it's a sheep tile and it says no one wants your stinking sheep <laughs> so anyone who knows because that was Catan, that that's a fun fun joke all right guys we've gone for i have on my uh recording software two hours and 37 minutes of just pure oh, recording man. time i know our episode will probably be a bit longer as i put in our uh our other shout outs and stuff and other things that you guys have already listened to if you're listening but this has been a good day uh thanks everyone for listening oh, yeah. this has been the extra sheep the unofficial age empires for podcast uh yeah i will i guess we'll reconvene in two weeks and maybe discuss more of the pup and other things so that's good great thanks for having me guys yeah thanks oh, yeah, Gail. thanks real, for joining us real, great show great show